Welcome to Tall Tale Tavern, the monthly one-shot adventure TTRPG podcast. I am your tavern master, Kyle, and joining me at the bar this month, we have here to pretend like his character wasn't ripped from a book, Swain. Welcome, Swain. How are you this evening? Doing good. Good. Nice to be here. Very good. Uh, What character are you going to be playing this evening? I'm going to be playing Crum, a bugbear... Half fighter, half warlock. Wonderful. Can't wait to see what what that's all about. Shenanigans. It's mostly shenanigans. Good. Um, We also have uh, still mad about what Bones wrote in his yearbook 19 years ago. Wildcats founder, Charlie O'Hara. Welcome, Charlie. What's up? What's up? Happy uh, to be here. Happy to have you. And um, what will you be playing this evening? Yeah, I'll be playing uh, Valley Jack, a rune knight fighter, uh, Goliath, mechanically. Cool. (laughs) Great. And uh, we have uh, Scott here, and Scott has sent it through Discord with a spoiler tag because he knows that whatever he writes for this, I legally have to say. Um, The world's number one block dude speedrunner that is just not true that is just you just said it so it must be true uh happy to be here kyle thank you for admitting it finally on this public platform that i am the best at the game why are we not ti 84 calculator that's it we're gonna have to stream block dude and and fight (laughs) the great block dude race is coming (laughs) yeah yes everybody knows the calculator game block dude obviously it doesn't well, matter welcome. if they know, it matters that you know and you said it. Uh, and I'll be playing tonight uh, Cassie No Sense and Aladrin. Aladrin? I don't even know how to say it. They're like uh, flower elves, basically. Uh, Druid, a level seven. We're all level seven. I'll throw that out there. Oh, level seven. Good. And uh, then last but not least, especially tonight. Crit Machine taking his turn behind the screen. Mitch Grazer, aka Bones, welcome back, Bones, from hey, our Diselderly for... Conduct episode. Woo. Thank you for having me. Yeah, feeling much younger today. And this is a special, very special, and good episode because I get to take a break from the <laughs> DMing and I get to play as a character. And Bones is taking over with this story that he has crafted specifically for this podcast, and we are very excited. Uh, to to have you on to to do this adventure and i'm excited to be able to be a player again that's it's always fun so um so welcome and thanks for joining and I, i'll say my character real quick i'm we're all playing level seven characters and um uh bones runs a home your home campaign a home campaign i don't know if that's a term but your homebrew uh, world i guess yeah you run a western setting and mm-hmm. so um uh, so we said, Hey, wouldn't that be great for the podcast? And you were like, yep, sure. I'll do it. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, we are running a Western story tonight and we are at level seven with a, uh, the, the idea for starting this one was yes, let's do a Western setting and have us all be sort of like, um, uh, kind of like folk heroes, a few of us. Um, and, uh, um, Ex- very excited. My character is a monk, drunken master, Whiskey Waltz. Very excited. I'm, I'm excited to play a monk. I've not played a monk before. So, <laughs> yeah, with that, I think um, we can go ahead and kind of jump right in. And so let's see who is walking into the tavern today to tell their tale. At the edge of the frontier, 
sits a familiar establishment in an unfamiliar locale. It would seem that the Tall Tale Tavern has been doing a bit of franchising. A watering hole of the West that's rougher than the rest. Catch a story of outlaws in which heroes manifest. Grab a drink, learn of legends prone to aggrandize, and hear a tale based on truths overtaken by lies. Like the easy folding spine of a well-worn novel, the double doors of the Tall Tale Tavern swing open as a figure strides through. With a wide-brimmed hat tipped low over his face, dusty poncho hanging from his shoulders, and spurs that clink, clink, clink across the floor as he approaches the bar, the old cowboy signals the bartender and a bottle of brown liquor is placed before him, followed by a short glass. The cowboy takes a swig and a sharp inhale as he feels the boozy sting, then says to no one in particular, Folks love to talk about heroes in a place like these. The showboaters, gun twirlers, saving the day with daring stunts and good deeds. But them stories don't talk about what the West is truly like, or what that kind of ego boosting can do to a person. Now I prefer the revisionist type of stories. The one where the good guys prove they ain't so magnificent after all. And thus begins The Maleficent Seven. Roll the intro. Uh, welcome everyone to the uh, fantastical wild wild west in an unspecified world far from major cities and civilization little towns are uh, sprouting up throughout the desert dangerous lands in between and, uh, plenty of drinks to go around when you do find a nice watering hole uh, we're gonna start our adventure today uh, in the early morning, but it's already hot. Sun is rising and there's not a cloud in the sky. Uh, we are in the town of Little Moonshine. And uh, Little is sort of a misnomer, so the place is often called Moonshine. It's actually a bustling area with a growing industry. There's lots of good hotels. It's got its own train station. Um, there's more than a couple decent places to drink in town, but one in particular is uh, surprisingly busy at the moment. Though on most days, the only thing passing through the Smoke and Dagger Saloon uh, is a rogue tumbleweed. But today, the hot sun is beating down on a large group that gathers outside the bar. Now the sheriff put out a bulletin to everyone in town, informing the people of uh, Little Moonshine that he had a big opportunity for them. And naturally with these sort of things, uh, danger was implied. Most of the folks outside the bar right now are scruffy looking locals. They're geared up in whatever they could find. Uh, but amongst the crowd are a few more capable adventures. Um, Kyle, why don't you uh, describe your character in a little more detail? And uh, as you are standing here in this crowd, what is uh, Whiskey Waltz up to right now? So, yeah, Whiskey, 
he is uh, wearing a cowboy hat. He's got long hair. Um, he's got a big unkept beard, and he kind of just smells a little bit. He is a uh, uh, a guy you would see at the bar, kind of sitting at the end of the bar that looks like he's been there all day. And so um, when he's he's walking through the crowd, and most of the time he's got his flask in his hand. You know, he's got his flask and kind of taking sips of it here and there, and um, he's just uh, kind of stumbling through and and just what's all the what's all this ruckus going on out here you know kind of vibe looking around very nice probably a little early to be uh as intoxicated as he might appear but hey it's uh it's oh, not yeah, the it's first like, time right, it's, it's like super someone. early so yeah he's <laughs> not necessarily like he doesn't he's not like falling over or anything but he is like you know you can tell this guy likes the drink but likes 10 a.m somewhere <laughs> Uh, Swain, why don't you uh, describe your character a little bit uh, and what they're up to, what their vibe is like. Uh, so Crumb is a bugbear. Uh, he has his whole, all of his like furry body is like graying in patches and like kind of like gross, like he hasn't washed in it forever. But uh, he's just sitting there uh, with those real dark sunglasses, long duster, and he's just kind of like looking up into the sky. Like it, it's starting to get a little, uh, little, little hot here, but like just almost staring into the sun. Uh, the people around him are kind of like give him a wide berth as they kind of walk around him, do go about their day. But he just kind of looking up into the sky, and then he looks around and. Oh, great day, great day. Time, uh... Ooh, what, what? And then, like, he finally notices everyone else is, like, surrounding him. And he starts walking towards the crowd with everyone else. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Scott. Mm-hmm? your character doing? Describe him a little bit. Um, well, Cassie, uh, let's see here. Everyone's gathered around this uh, this area, right? And a um, a feral-looking cat strolls up uh, next to everyone and just starts hacking <laughs> off of, of what you think's gonna be a furball, and then it falls down and it looks like it's dead. It just <laughs> looks like it's dead there to get you know some people's attention next to it. And then while they're looking at it, suddenly there is uh, an elf woman standing there in its place instead, who is laughing at them for thinking the cat was dead. Uh, and she, so Cassie is uh, an Eladrin, which is like I said before, like a flower elf. Um, much like these other two, I don't think that she does a whole lot of bathing, but she just kind of naturally looks immaculate and clean anyway. Just that wonderful elf genetics, flowers growing in her hair, doesn't wear shoes. Uh, beautiful, like, blonde hair and maybe a little bit of a green hue to, like, her light skin. Um, she sees that everybody's gathered around, and her first thought was, you know, come over here and mess with them. But if there is a job, she is also interested. So she's going to start pushing her way toward the same thing, toward the signs to see what's going on. Yeah, you get a few uh, curious glances at the cat routine. <laughs> I'm not sure the joke landed, and there's some... <laughs> Some shocked faces, but mostly people are just, uh, you know, thinking about the job ahead. Mm -hmm. So she thinks it went over like perfectly, though, that in her yeah, mind, nailed she nailed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no insight roll necessary. No. You crushed it. 
Uh, Charlie, what is your character up to? What do they look like? What's their deal? Yeah, so... Uh, Sir John Calappy, or as he's better known, Valley Jack, uh, walks into town and I think differing from uh, the scraggly uh, compatriots we've met so far. Oh, you're not Sir following John... the theme of uh, not showering? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think Sir John, you know, the stories for Sir John is Sir John uh, walks through the river and the dirt flies off him. The clouds <laughs> will come and clean him when he needs it. Uh, Sir John is chest out front, uh, the tallest man in this town walks up. He's got a big, uh, a big old piece of rail, uh, like rail that he <laughs> has along his back that he uses as a hammer. Um, he's got a tool belt with all sorts of nails and stuff. Uh, he's, you know, one of the goes from town to town looking for people who needs houses built, who need barns. He's the finest carpenter this side of the biggest river we can think of. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Sir John is a big man, big and strong, walks into town and is just like looking what the what's up with this crowd. He probably looks to a person and is just like, how's it going? Um, what is do we, does someone need some help? Well, we don't know yet. You, you're here for the job. Whatever, everyone's here for the job. Of course. This uh, scrawny little local just kind of like does the whole look all the way up at you and, <laughs> you know, probably meets your belly button or something <laughs> like that. And it's just like, yeah, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll get it now that I now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know what the hell I'm doing here and just <laughs> wanders off like, OK, huh? there are more capable people. Don't give up so easily, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh God! Uh, as, this, as this guy's like confused, why you're still talking? This to guy's him. gonna become the hero that saves us by the end of this <laughs> session. The NPC that we love. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Valley Jack wants to be a charmer. It's not a very good charisma, a flat ten, but we got a fifteen on that. Uh, okay. Uh, the guy, yeah, this little scrawny guy turns around and he's just like. I guess I don't know what it is yet, so I might as well stick around and hear out the sheriff. There's all sorts of holes you could fit in that I would never be able to. Come. I bet there's plenty of holes that fella don't fit into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the four of you might be, uh, you know, trying to catch glimpses of other people mm -hmm. here in the crowd. I'm sure there's plenty of very forgettable locals who don't know what they're in for, but maybe uh, there's some recognition. Uh, Valley Jack sure, uh, yeah. sticks out above the crowd. But uh, yeah, you might be picking up on like, OK, there's some more capable uh, adventurer types that have uh, arrived for this gig. Cassie gets I, like too close to a stranger and is just like, holy hell, you see the size of that fellow over there? Like just way <laughs> invading their personal space while pointing at it. <laughs> How far is uh, Valley Jack into the crowd? I think Valley Jack will start like 
I think if something's happening up front, he'll start moving in, talking to different people he wants everyone to feel talked to. But <laughs> I think he's not going to... He also is not going to go stand in the front and when he could see from the back. Uh, <laughs> so That's just going to get out. I was like, oh, man, I can't see anything. This guy's all the way up front. <laughs> just stands proudly uh-huh. in front of the door. <laughs> Yeah, he's more polite than that. So um, yeah, as, as you uh, as you're all sort of uh, trying to get a feel for your uh, competition, or not even sure what the situation is yet, um, Sheriff Wheeler steps out onto the porch of the Smoke and Dagger Saloon, and uh, you know he's a few steps up above, uh, so he's able to sort of see out to the crowd. But uh, Sheriff Wheeler is a kind of portly little halfling. And uh, he's got his big 10-gallon hat on and his boots and his badge. And uh, you all have been in uh, Little Moonshine long enough to know that he's he's not one to pull a gun or anything like that. He's he's probably going to make a friend and just sort of smooth things over. Uh, he's a friendly enough guy. And uh, behind him is a, uh, a woman none of you have seen before. Uh, she's a, a human and she's, uh, you know, dressed like a, a commoner, like uh, someone from the prairie. And uh, she is scanning the crowd a bit more anxiously, uh, but stays a few feet back, um, just waiting for Sheriff to uh, make his announcement. And as he does so, uh, everyone kind of turns and focuses on him. Good morning, y'all. Thank you for uh, for coming on a, a short notice. I, I see that y'all must have spotted the bulletin that I that I put up in town. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll just cut right to the chase. Uh, I, I need, we're, we're putting together a, a, a bit of a posse, a bit of a crew, a bit of a gang. And uh, I, I need uh, uh, worthy adventurers, uh, brave folk to, uh, well, he kind of gives a look back at Ella and she kind of just, uh, kind of just gives him a nervous nod like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, we're, uh, oh, we're taking down the Magnificent Seven. And uh, as you all stand there and hear the sheriff, you hear uh, you hear the not a real gunshot, but the cartoon gunshot, like <laughs> like the sound of someone leaving very quickly. Mm-hmm. Suddenly there's as, just like, smoke clouds everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You are no longer in a crowd. Uh, the moment Sheriff Wheeler announces the, the target, uh, people are like, hell no, uh, literally <laughs> don't dust. give up. <laughs> together, together we can defeat seven. Uh, yeah, Valley Jackson. This guy counts for at least on. four by himself <laughs> over here. So. I would say this guy's at least an eight. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, the four of you uh, stand there, maybe now awkwardly spread out in the uh, the road in front of the bar. Um, but uh, Sheriff Wheeler looks down slash still up at some of you and is just like. Well, you haven't run away yet, so that must mean you're down for the job. Why don't you come on in and uh, let's let's get to discussing details. I, there's payment to be had. Don't be worried. Don't be All worried. Right. Come on in. I ain't much worthy, uh, but I'm an adventurer, so I'd, I'd take down this magnificent seven. Uh, what we yeah, we got the building right here, and I point to the the big guy and uh, this uh, <laughs> this this feller, this uh, furry feller. I think we could take him down. Let's yes, uh, payment. I'm all for going in this. Uh, this is a bar we're walking into. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm all proud for of this. you for so for staying around. Proud of you. Good. <laughs> I see a lot sure. of spirit in you. 
Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, spirits? You see a lot of spirits in me, right? <laughs> I, like, take out my flask and, like, dip it to you. Yeah. Yes, we all have up. spirits in us. Oh, what the? I, what? Right. Some sums up with this feller. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, well, don't take too long, there. Come on yeah. over there. You, you're a bugbear, right? Now, I, I've been meaning to ask. I've never met a bugbear in person. How does a bear and a bug make a baby? It don't make any sense to me. That is a good point. How does that I, happen? Well, I, I didn't know my mama all that well, so uh, she might have been a bug. I didn't know my mama either. Maybe we're related. Holy Let's go in shit. here and we play some cards. You guys don't know your mothers? <laughs> Nobody knows their mother in D&D. That's the rule. <laughs> That's the rule. Holy shit. We all had very good relationships with our parents. Valley Jack had two loving mothers. <laughs> I think I've seen, I've seen yeah. this guy's mother before at the mountain over there in that, that distance. That ain't his mama. That mountain's name is Virginia over there. I know her personally. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Uh, you four uh, settle in at a table. Uh, the, the Smoke and Dagger is one of those kind of like rough places. It's usually quiet. During the day, uh, you'll get someone, you know, asleep at a table or just, uh, you know, slowly sipping away at some uh, some whiskey at the bar. And there's a few, uh, you know, like older cowboy types in here, but like it's quiet. They don't care. You're basically you've got the place yourself. The one bartender will just, you know, put a bottle on the table. Um, it, it Look, there's no breakfast served here. It's assumed if you came inside, you want a drink. You don't have to. Um, that's the type of spot here. And, uh, but the sheriff kind of like stands there, you know, puts his hands on his, on his hips. And, uh, uh, this, this woman behind him, uh, again, stays kind of a little further back still, but she's kind of sizing the four of you up and, uh, Sheriff Wheeler just kind of gives you all a look and says, well, I, uh, I actually can't assume if y'all y'all know about the Magnificent Seven, but uh, the fact that y'all didn't go running means you might be a bit unfamiliar. And that's, uh, well, I think it behooves us to uh, explain ex exactly what it is uh, we're tasking y'all with doing if you uh, so choose to take the job. Yes, it puts up her hands and they're shaped like hooves. Be hooves? <laughs> Sorry. Well, shake them back to normal. Who are the Magnificent Seven? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are they all, are they all horses? That? Seven horses? Uh, no, if it's seven horses. horses, you pick the right gal. I can guarantee you I can take care of those horses. Wow. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They're uh, uh, much more uh, ferocious than horses. Uh, this here's uh, Ella McCoy. Uh, she, she can explain things a bit better. And uh, Ella kind of steps forward and it's just like, well, if you haven't heard, the Magnificent Seven were, uh, they were heroes, heroes once upon a time, but, uh, now they're a big problem. Uh, they've, uh, at one point saved my town of Violet Creek and since then have, have taken over and they're, they're running things and they're doing exactly what, well, what they had fought against so many years ago and, uh, Came here to find some some people to help me out, to clear to clear them out of town, and uh, 
Give the people back their, their lives, basically. Can I do um, some sort of, I guess insight would be the check to know if I just believe what she's saying? Uh, yeah, sure. A read on Ella McCoy here? Yeah, of course, insight. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll be good. Let's see. Are you kidding me? Fucking roll the three. I got an eight. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's kind of reserved and uh, there, nothing stands out to you as odd about this, like problematic gangs are mm-hmm. fairly common in this world and seems like just another one to you. All right. Well, I say, shit, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Crumb takes a second and he like puts his finger up and is like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. And he turns back here. Is there like a um, church fella part of this uh, this group? Uh, Sheriff Wheeler kind of gives an odd look and looks back at Ella and she kind of stares a little more intently at you. You see her eyes kind of widen just a little bit and she just kind of Lightly nods her head and is just like, why, why, yes, there is. I'm in. He hates church folk? I don't know, maybe he loves them. <laughs> we all got our gods. Is that who you were talking to right there? Was that your god? What was that about? I think it was a bug. I wasn't talking to I think, it was, I think he could talk to mosquitoes because he's a bugbear. Yeah. <laughs> I actually oh. can talk to mosquitoes, and there are none in this room right now. <laughs> he kind of puts his hands on the side of his head and goes, Oh, man, it hasn't been a mosquito this whole time. <laughs> uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Wheeler is just kind of like getting a little anxious and stuff, and he's just like, Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Magnificent Seven. Gosh, it's... Well, there were... I guess it makes sense that folks... I have forgotten. It, it was about seven years ago, and uh, it, was, it was a great big deal at the time. But I guess it's sort of a society has forgotten about them as a whole. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, letting them just settle in without uh, any oversight was a bad call. You, you might have heard about the, the Magnificent Seven from uh, about 62 years ago. That one was more of a big deal. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and we kind of just everyone kind of reused the same nickname for this gang recently because mm. the numbers, you know, mm. it's. People are lazy in that that's sense. That's pretty cheap. Exactly. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is that the the first gang, the first seven, they were kind of just doing a thing that this other group did, but they were all samurais and it's kind of a different situation. So uh, that that didn't get really the respect it deserved, but uh, it's how things go, don't you know? Mm-hmm. I, we're talking about the one from uh, from from seven years ago, so that they're all still uh, alive and well, and uh, well, they're a big problem. They took out a real bad man at that time they were heroes they stopped a very very bad bad man and and he was scary so you know that they're capable that's what you got to look out for who did they stop uh, a fellow by the name of peter sarsgaard <laughs> sarsgaard i heard a big about posse. them sarsgaards he was an oil baron and he was trouble and uh, we were all happy to see him gone he was problems two towns over, but now, uh, yeah, they're basically doing what he was doing in the first place. Well, you know what they say, you die a hero, or uh, live long enough to let yourself become the villain, right? So, I, uh, I think that contextually applies very well to some of these folks. I'm not gonna I, uh, die. I'm all in for slapping some of these, uh, I guess, less magnificent 
than the previous Magnificent Sevens. Slapping them around a little bit. And if you look around, there's only four of us. So we win. We ain't gonna take on that mantle of the Seven. There's only four of us, so it doesn't fit. Though there was so you don't have a, to worry. I know there was like a Fantastic Four 80 years ago or something that everybody <laughs> knew that. about. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. Another town. Yeah. It's, it's then, been long enough. I think if y'all succeed, you, you should take I, the name. I've, I've I don't think anyone would care. Made a couple Fantastic Fours showed up right in a row, though, and no yeah, one liked that's the any problem. of those it's, fours. It's a real common size for adventuring parties and gangs, so it just kind of ends up getting used through the alliteration. But uh, I've heard a lot yeah. of stories of four characters in them, you know? A lot of different I stories. I think that one of those uh, groups actually copyrighted the name, so we can't technically use the Fantastic Four. Well, look, while you're while you're taking care of them, I'll think of something clever when you make it back here alive. I'll promise you you got a good, good name for you. Um, as you're all discussing... Uh, cool names uh ella kind of uh takes a pull of the whiskey and kind of sets it on the table a little firmly uh she seems like she wants to get down to business and she's like well uh, all right you're all in there there's there's payment promise the folks at violet creek they'll uh provide you with uh anything y'all might need and uh sheriff wheeler promised some gold so uh well if you're with me I think we should get started. And first things first, I think you should uh, hear a bit about your targets. Yes, please. She uh, uh, pulls out uh, of her little travel bag uh, some crumpled up wanted posters and uh, begins to slap them on the table one by one. First one she puts down is a, uh, a woman with dark curly hair and Ella says, All right, first up, there's uh, Mademoiselle Washington. She was the uh, first woman I hired to, uh, to clear out Sarsgaard in the first place back then. And she, she was the leader of the seven, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, at one point, she had sworn the, the marshal's oath, but since broken her promise to do good, and she's a big problem. And then she takes out another one, slaps... Uh, Slaps a uh, wanted poster down. You see a uh, semi-handsome human man. And uh, at least according to this illustrations. Looks half handsome. Then there's uh, then there's Pat Kiss. You see, he uh, he was the renegade, the con man of the group, you know, a proper outlaw. And uh, he, he, you know, they say he once won a duel by claiming his gun was jammed and convincing his opponent to to let him borrow theirs. Uh, you know, but now he's turned a new leaf and it's all awful. He, he started this new church in town, but he made it really elitist and, and judgmental. It's just, you know, he lost all his humor too. He used to be funny and now it's just, it's major bummer vibes. Uh, but, but he's got a mean streak to him. Slaps another one down. Uh, you see, uh, just a wide man that sort of seems to fill the frame of this wanted poster. And uh, Ella continues. Then there's Brick Thorn. You know, he's a mountain of a man. And, nah, more like a wild animal. He, you know, he'd done some bad things in the past when he joined the Seven, but they hired him anyway. You know, probably a red flag I should have picked up on at the time. Uh, he's mostly known by his nickname, the Owl Bear. And uh, murder is well a within second. his wheelhouse. I know him. 
You know the owlbear? This is that right? You met the owlbear or you just met a regular owlbear? Well, I've met both. I've met plenty of owlbears. I gotta say, of all the owlbears I've met, he was by far the least friendly that I've ever met. I can tell you that much. I've def I've met this. I've met this man before. Shit, if you're alive, then I'm feeling more confident than before. Of course I'm alive. Nobody can kill me. I'm never gonna die. Yeah, you, you said that once, but, uh, well, I'll just hope it's true. Next up, we got... <laughs> she, uh... Slaps down a wanted poster. Really, like, muscular, you know, square jaw, human, uh, long, kind of wild hair. And uh, Ella says, this here's the man from Yellowstone. No one knows where he's actually from. The story goes one day, he just sort of, as the sun was rising, stepped over on a mountain and uh, joined the seven to help them on their quest. From the from the look of his eyes in person, you can tell that he's seen some shit, so... Uh, don't expect him to be scared by much or for him to go down easy. Takes out another one. Uh, skinny face of a halfling man. And, uh, this here's Bad Lord Bird. And once a, a genuinely good guy, she kind of thinks back and is just like, you can tell that's kind of like hurts to have to say all these people she trusted. Can't be trusted anymore, but... Yeah, he was real shaken up after the war, but he uh, he pushed past his fears to help defend Violet Creek, and seems like maybe something snapped again, and killing's all he knows. Best to watch out for his rifle from up in the church tower, should we, uh, should we get there. Last but not least is uh, the Lincoln lawyer. Slaps down a picture of a uh, Vidalkin man, uh, you know, a little more than mid-handsome, pretty good-looking guy. Uh, nothing too uh, threatening about him. She says uh, he's been coming and going the past few years. Kind of works as a traveling lawyer. Nothing nefarious, but never had a really big role in the seven to begin with. And I don't think he got so attached to Violet Creek. But he's back in town when they when we get there. That's just one more problem to face. You think he could uh, help us with getting a getting that trademark on Fantastic Four? Uh, Sheriff Wheeler's just like, that's a good point. We'll talk to him because if it's been 80 years, I think at some point it becomes a fair use again. <laughs> so maybe keep him alive. All right. The rest of them, the rest of them are, are, are wanted dead. I, I think I can fix him. She's looking at just how handsome he is. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, we've got Mademoiselle Washington, Pat mm -hmm. Kiss, Brick Thorn, the man from Yellowstone, Bad Lord Burr, and the Lincoln Lawyer? That's six. She pulls one more out and slaps it down and goes, Now this one's a little frightening. Uh, this Squid City Kid. And you see a uh, Earth Genasi. Uh, is best illustrated on a wanted poster. You know, sort of, it's like a rough hewn skin. Um, he's, uh, he's the silent type, but you can bet he's deadly. He's notorious for being as quick with a knife as anyone can be with a gun. I, look, I know we exist in a world of hyperbole, and of course a knife ain't as fast as a bullet, but he, he's still quick, so, so watch out for that one, too. Look, you gotta watch out for all of them. Yes, ma'am. All right, great. Now, now Violet Creek is a, a couple days ride, but the problem is, is that... Seven are going to start wondering where I've been after I left. 
So the faster we can get back there, the better. Sheriff Wheeler took a little bit too much time actually collecting folks for the job. Sheriff Wheeler's just like, I had to write the poster and then put it up and wait for people to see it. Yeah, well, you could have just sort of word of mouth, you know, gone into other bars and shouted out, say, hey, we need a posse. Well, I wanted it to be official. And, and look, I anyways, love the poster. <laughs> I only came because of the poster. Honestly, I wanted to see what everyone was looking at. Look, there there is a faster way if we if we start riding now. All we have to do is cut through Kobold Gulch. Okay, and, Kobold uh, you, Gulch. Uh, that sounds like a nice, happy place. Uh, yeah, you you might uh, might not care about such threats, and maybe it's got a heightened reputation, mm-hmm. like so many of you have. But uh, you might know Kobold Gulch used to be this dried up riverbed that uh, cuts through a bit of the West and uh, it's just home to all types of awful things. You know, there's like kobold clans that have kind of settled in and, and, are, and are a bit hostile to, uh, to passersby. But uh, you know, if you kind of ride through quick, you can uh, bypass any of the, the true dangers. You just kind of have to be, uh, you have to be fast. But if, uh, if you're already, uh, Sheriff Wheeler's got horses out front. If any of you need a mount and, uh, I'll be going oh. with you, so uh, I'm ready a to horse head I out. I always want to meet a horse. You never met uh, a Ella horse Ella looks before? at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what? Are you going to... What? You want to you introduce get... me to your horse? Well, not just that, but you got to ride one. You know that, right? Oh, man. I I, I don't think I'm ready to... Whew. Do we? I can... Do I got to buy the horse a drink first? Oh man, no, you ever got... uh, you ever sit you ever sit on a chair before? <laughs> He's sitting in one. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's kind of like questions. <laughs> kind of like that, but you gotta squeeze your thighs a little bit sometimes. That's all riding a horse is. And he look he looks down and he's like you can see he's like moving his his legs to pretend he's <laughs> on a horse. You, you can do it, Scrum. I think it's I nice that you want to be introduced to the horse first. I, I personally I'll, think it's a little reductive to just call them a chair. She would never know the word reductive. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I, always, <laughs> I mean, I always ask consent no matter where I sit. Oh, big man, I would never okay. uh, choose to correct you, but uh, it's Crumb. 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 Sorry. Uh, but please don't be mad at me. I, no, no, so, it's fine. So I'll big. introduce you to my horse. You can talk to horses too. Is your is yeah. your horse also named Crow? Anyone can talk. My my horse's name is Champfer. Did you say ch- Champford or Champfer? Champ. What, what's Champfer. what's a Champfer? Champfer. It's uh, it's the uh, you know, like in crown molding where you have like a forty five degree angle cut on the wood. <laughs> Uh, if you look up carpentry terms, Cassie, who has lived her entire fast. life in the woods alone, <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck is he talking about? I'm uh, sorry, Ella finds, like, like, <laughs> Ella finds herself thinking about it too long and has to like snap out of it and be like, "What am I listening to?" And she just kind Val- of like, right, "I'll be outside." Right, let's Jack's go. Like, let's go meet the around. horses. Okay. Looking around the bar, being like, "Where's the fine carpentry here? Like, where's the like really nicely made stuff?" And just like, mm, "I did not make this bar." Uh, so, a, a piece of the wall literally just sort of falls out of place, and a slat is 
exposed and sunlight pierces through as you're inspecting the uh, interior. This is not the nicest. I throw some plaster up there in like 15 (laughs) seconds. There's no one faster at fixing a wall than uh, our boy Valley Jack. Where'd he get that plaster? Faster than a mending spell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but if you guys all head out, there's uh, either your horses waiting for you or uh, there is a uh, horse's for uh for you to pick um you know, come over here tr and then tr pops up it's a brown horse and and he and uh whiskey looks everybody hey check this out tr stands for the rocks and he and he hops up on it whiskey on the rocks Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh? what do you think <sighs> yeah you're sitting on the horse yeah yeah what's what's wrong <laughs> what's ah <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. Well, Cassie is, when we walk out, Cassie's going to, like, kind of go to the side of the bar where there's a tree, and she's just going to put her hand on it and say, stick, and then it's going to turn into uh, her staff of uh, uh, woodlands. Uh, with So she's grabbed that now, and then she's oh. going to use that to cast um, Speak with Animals uh, before she gets on the horse that's been assigned to her, or the horses that are available there. So... I'm casting speak with animals and I would would go up then to the like horses that are there for but the sheriff is providing which one yeah, of you yeah. wants to be my friend uh give me a animal hand animal handling or uh yeah, sure you fucking kidding me a nat one uh nine <laughs> <laughs> a a horse with like one eye that's much larger than the other mm-hmm. and uh, a tail that is just like a little stump and like split ends. Yeah. Uh, just immediately turns around and is just like, I'm down. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to name you perfect. Uh, and so there's that. And then whichever one Crumb goes toward, I want to ask it its name so I can introduce Crumb uh, <laughs> to the horse if possible. Uh, oh yeah, so so Crumb, having never uh, <laughs> met slash ridden a horse, uh, you've got uh, there was four to to choose from. I think Perfect has now been taken, mm-hmm. uh, but you can approach any of the three. They are uh, you know unremarkable in most ways. But how does uh, Crumb handle this this current task? Crumb, Crumb like sneaks up behind the horse and goes. All right. Now, which part is the chair? <laughs> uh, Cassie, you see, you see, yeah. Crumb approaching the back of a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you intercept at all uh, to prevent possible? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disaster here. Whoa, whoa, buddy! You're talking on the wrong <laughs> end over there. Come up here front. Look it in the eyes. Get to know it. Horses love it when you look them in the eyes, right up close. Crumb gets like really close to the the horse's face. Hello, horse. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I think I have to use you as a chair. Um, Is it okay if he rides you? (laughs) I ask the horse. Uh, This horse is just like, yeah, that's fine. That's what we do. He says he's thrilled to have you, Crumb. What was your name, Mr. Horse? Is Is it Crumb too? I never had a name. How do you like the sound of Crumb 2? That's about as good as anything else that could have ever been he said in this moment. He loves it. He says, hop on up. Crumb 2's the name. 
all right, it's not Chrome 2 as in the number, it's Chrome 2 as in T-O-O. This is also Chrome. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, but yeah. What y'all spelling like over there? Slowly <laughs> climb yeah. on top of the horse. Does he have to make... I, if he has to make any sort of check, I will pat him and give him guidance on this. This I'm worried for. Uh, I think you're okay. I think <laughs> I think you avoided disaster by approaching Crumb 2 from uh, uh, the rear, but uh, uh, I think Crumb is also at least capable enough of observing... Uh, whiskey you know hopping up and sitting yeah. in position to understand how this works and uh mm -hmm. but crumb as you uh as you climb aboard this horse and uh you know get a feel for the reins and you know there's some there's a learning curve here for sure but you kind of realize like okay i'm sitting on it and as you do you hear a uh, a voice in your head uh speaking quietly and it just says you will ride this steed towards the priest and you will end him ride Ride quickly. Ride. All right. It fades right. away. Oh man, yeah, he never sticks around for a conversation. I look down for I don't know who the hell he's talking to. I'm <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Their horse uh, flies around. Ella's been observing this, and there's like four layers of uncomprehensible conversation going on right now, and she just nods her head, like, or shakes her head, and she's like. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's let's get riding. And uh, she uh, kicks her horse into gear. You see that she's you know she's tied her hair up, and uh, you see that she has slung a rifle over her back, over over her uh, shoulder, and that uh, she seems a bit more of like eh, this woman might be a little more capable than she initially appeared. Um, and uh, she might have been uh, hiding behind the sheriff for a bit. Sheriff Wheeler. Little halfling guy stands on the, the porch of the bar, has hands on his hips again, and then lifts a hand up and wave and is like, Bye, Sheriff good, Wheeler. good luck, y'all. You're gonna need it. You're not you're not coming, Sheriff. I gotta I gotta do I gotta watch out for little moonshine. But don't worry, I'll I'll keep things all all good here, and when you're back, drinks on me. Perfect. Sounds like good. And if we get, if it looks like we're going to die, we'll tell them that you sent us so you can hand, they'll come here and you can handle them after we're gone. Uh, uh sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's, well, hopefully you don't. Hopefully you don't die. <laughs> and hopefully, and if you do, well, I'll, I'll I'm going to draw the best poster y'all have ever seen or won't see because you'll be dead, but it'll be nice. Don't worry. Folks will remember you. The fan, no, we hadn't decided yet. The the TBD four. TBD four. Well, I like that. <laughs> get I like that. <laughs> Work in progress. He starts the like group pull, could also pulls be out a little sketchbook. Two. <laughs> crumb four. Crumb no, four. Uh, we'll, we'll work on it. Don't you worry, Crumb. Is that Crumb uh, two spelled like the number, or is that one also yeah. T O O? I suppose so we should be four. There's Crumb. There's Crumb also the horse. <laughs> And there's Crumb 2, the name of the four of you? <laughs> yeah. that'd, be crumb, that'd be Crumb Squared now, wouldn't it? <laughs> crumb Squared. <laughs> um. All right, uh, you uh, you all depart, and uh, as the sun, uh, you know, nears its apex in the sky, uh, you head out into the Wild West towards Kobold Gulch. I do want to. I do want to warn everybody. I might owe some kobolds in this place money. It's entirely possible. Uh, so they might come after us a little harder. Who knows? <laughs> we ride fast enough. We don't want to be talking to any of them. 
I have to think we should be friendly at least. I mean, what if they need what if they want to talk? Uh, as you, uh, as the five of you, uh, make your way through the uh, the arid plains here, uh, you do reach the uh, dried up mouth of a river. Sort of funnels down into a uh, dried up river bed, and uh, you see the earth cracked a bit where uh, water would run through. And uh, as you kind of walk along, your horses uh, are at a nice walking pace right now. You see the riverbed kind of rise up on the sides and kind of create a canyon that you're being funneled into. Mm. And uh, at a certain point, you uh, you realize like it's getting a bit more narrow and still ride next to each other, but it's not uh, it's not quite open open desert at this point uh, and you have to be a little bit more careful because there's various rocks and stuff like that and uh, as you're walking you might all hear uh, some like rocks pushed uh, out of place on the sides of this canyon and look up to see in little burrowed holes are uh, a couple kobold faces peering out at you nothing uh Nothing too keen on sticking around. They kind of check check you out and then kind of burrow back in. But you can kind of tell, like, there's some eyes on you. Uh, they seem to be uh, letting you pass at the moment. At a certain point, uh, your horses um, kind of neigh and stop, step up over a thing, get a little bit nervous. And uh, you look down and you see some of their, their hooves are slipping into... Uh, uh, looser sand and they all kind of back up a bit and Ella pulls the reins of her horses and she's just like alright boys this is where we uh, this is where we start riding can I cast pass without trace on us as a group right now uh yeah I, I'll, I'll just tell you that it won't be super necessary if you want to save the spell slot oh, but, I, have uh, at, I have it at will so it is not a spell slot I would say, yeah, you just probably do it at all <laughs> yeah. times. And like, yeah, yeah, that's probably like kobolds are nice and perceptive and they probably mm -hmm. have like little kobolds just going to be like, I'm going to be looking at this riverbed regardless. Yeah. But it probably helps that you're you're traveling very, um, uh, you know, you're not making a lot of ruckus. Yeah. As you go, the horses are not people are coming after us, I guess. maybe Exactly. So it's like that's almost yeah. that's probably why they're just sort of like, all right, they don't seem to be an issue because. You're passing very gently through this uh, this riverbed. Can I give? Uh, I've got, you know, working together as a team. I've got little gifts I want to give to bond the foot bond crumb two, crumb two, crumb uh, two. And uh, so I'll go to. Uh, Cassie and I've got uh, you have got this little uh, a poker chip I won off the devil himself uh, this will give you uh, advantage on intelligence checks you can't be surprised while you're not incapacitated uh, and in addition you can invoke it as a bonus action to enter prophetic state for a minute until you're incapacitated. 
uh, until the state ends, when you are another creature, you can see within 60 feet makes an attack roll or saving throw or an ability check. You can uh, you can use your reaction to give them advantage or disadvantage. Well, hell. Uh, this is the storm rune on the uh, on the rune knight fighter. Uh, if you want to <laughs> look it up, uh, to whiskey waltz. I'm gonna. I want to say thank you when you give it to me. First of all, before you pass, start moving on. First, I'm gonna oh, say what? you're what? just huh? you're just you're just gonna give this to me. You don't want to play cards for it, and I whip out my deck of cards. I'm like shuffling it with one hand. You sure? Maybe a hand later when we're uh, we'll play double or nothing. I'll get it back. Ah, I like the sound of that. We'll see. And I just spinning the coin in my fingers now and I put it in my pocket and that's doing that cool full yeah, exactly. four yeah. Yeah. Trick. <laughs> super cool <laughs> imagine I was cool enough to do it in real yeah. life we yeah. can all do that yeah. <laughs> in fantasy uh-huh. <laughs> perfect um, whiskey I'm gonna give you uh, this really nice little birdhouse uh, oh it's got some chamfers cut into it. Uh, okay. Because uh, it's really well made. Uh, this Kyle doesn't bird... know what a chamfer is, but Whiskey does. He grew up with some. <laughs> he grew up. He spent a lot of time with some dwarves, and so he, uh, he's a human. Um, but he he has spent a lot of time with crafty dwarves, so he <laughs> he admires the craft work. <laughs> but yeah, I give you this birdhouse. This birdhouse I made that's so nice. The wind came in it to live there, uh, oh, and. This is going to be the cloud rune. Uh, you have advantage on sleight of hand and deception checks. And once per once per rest, you can use your reaction to, if you or someone within 30 feet is hit by an attack, you can choose someone else for it to be the target of the attack instead. Uh, cool. Is there a check for that, or is it just once I get to no. use my, my No, you just get to use the reaction once. Uh, you or someone within 30 feet of you gets hit. Someone else within 30 feet of you gets hit instead. Cool. Yeah. Here's this birdhouse. The wind lives there. Well, uh, I look in, the, in there. This will go nice. <laughs> blowing up my mic. A good thing for <laughs> yeah. me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say hi to the wind? It's in there? Oh, yeah, sure. Hi. Thanks for blowing the leaves in the trees. <laughs> nice to see you again, wind. And I put a <laughs> put them in my put them in my pocket. Um, and Crumb, I'm gonna give you a little uh it's like a necklace made of bull oak, like beads of wood. Um and this is the hardest wood there is from one of the hardest trees I could find. Uh, this is the hill rune. It You have an advantage on saves against poisoned, resistance to poison damage, and as a bonus action, you can get resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage for a minute. Oh, and well. all of these refresh on shorter long rests. Well, thank you. I, uh, I sure hope I don't get poisoned, but... <laughs> I have been poisoned before. It was terrible. But, Tell me about that. You know, it could get worse. It always get worse. <laughs> not to not to call you out at all, Charlie, but I think it's like this is definitely how uh like myths get made. 
is that like someone just hears it and then hypes it up more and it's just like this is the hardest wood and you said yeah this is the hardest wood from the hardest tree i could find yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah okay this is the hardest wood from the hardest tree on the earth it's like sure he only lives near soft wood trees yeah so it's kind of well, I, went, I, went, I went to the forest of bull oak trees and went like bull oaks the hardest wood that there yeah. is and i tested each and every tree and cut down the hardest one there was in that forest <laughs> You know that Valley Jack can find whatever tree he wants to find. Can you find my <laughs> can you find my cheating ex? Oh. He's a tree. So <laughs> Chrome will take this necklace, put it over and you see he has, he has a talisman as well around his neck. Mm. What's it right there with it? Ella is uh I'm sorry I didn't get anything for you, Ella. I reach That's into my right. pocket and offer her a scorpion that I just had in my pocket. You want this? <laughs> <laughs> she like quickly recoils from a living scorpion. And it's just like, I- I'll-, I'll be fine, but thank you. All right. It's a kind I'll- gesture. Okay. And I just grab it. I'll take it. I'll take the scorpion. <laughs> okay. No eating. You promise? I don't I wouldn't eat him. It's a friend. Okay. Yeah, he is friendly. Here you go. <laughs> Give crumbs. I put it on, uh, him on top of the horse's head. <laughs> The Normally I'd just be kind worried, of... but he's resistant to poison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scorpion just lightly grips each ear and is mm-hmm. just like bracing for uh, <laughs> for departure. Um, okay. I've heard about a scorpion riding on an animal uh, for a... They usually no, ride on frogs, sp- but every now yeah. and then they'll do a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something to do with crossing a river, but we're kind of cutting through an old river, so it's not quite kind of the same. I don't think it applies. All right. Well, if you're all ready, uh, uh, Ella has made it clear this is where you start to really ride. Um, She encourages Crumb to just hold on as tight as possible. um, And we are going to uh, take off down Kobold Gulch. Yeah. Uh, if we're all ready to go, um, this is going to be a skill challenge to start. But I do want to get an initiative roll uh, ahead of time, just in case we need to uh, see how things go. So why don't you all sure won't be roll me some initiative? We won't, we won't be no Ooh, I rolled bad. I rolled seven. Oof. I rolled Ooh, a one. <laughs> Plus two. It's a three. Valley Jack <laughs> knows what he's doing. Champers moving up with a 18 initiative. Well, wow. Coming up right behind Valley Jack is, of course, perfect the horse with a 17. So, right behind 17. Champer. All right. Yeah. It is appropriate that Crumb would get the one. He doesn't know how to ride a fucking horse. He's not going to yeah. be leading the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. Go horse. Yeah, and nothing happens. Like, yeah. Like hey, Scorpion. Some, yeah. Scorpion, tell the horse to go fast. <laughs> doing some shit where you're like trying to get comfortable and like move your leg mm-hmm. up and uh, <laughs> just like completely off balance. Okay. Uh, with Crumb taking up the rear, you all burst down the uh, canyon through Cobalt Gulch. Uh, kick up a bit of dust. Your departure is, you know, surprisingly quiet thanks to Cassie's Pass Without Trace. Uh, but the dust trail you leave cert- certainly uh, uh, provides evidence of your previous location. And uh, you begin to weave through Kobold Gulch, a uh, 
dangerous terrain, which most people will choose to take, uh, you know, of a longer route, travel for an extra day to avoid this. Um, Ella is out front and uh, handling her horse well. And as you all ride, uh, you uh, are wary of obstacles and things like that. So we're going to do our first layer action here. And let's just start with how love my stuff. screen is structuring the <laughs> order here. And uh, uh, we'll go clockwise. So Whiskey Waltz, give me a D8 roll, please. A D8, just a straight D8. Got an eight. Ooh, an eight. That's uh, well, that's good. And uh, you are feeling the wind at your back or perhaps from your backpack um, pushing you forward. Uh, The four of you are riding smoothly. Uh, Crumb is probably taking advantage of some slipstream being created here to uh, to keep up. And uh, even perfect is doing a great job of just powering through. Ride with Uh, the wind, boys. Just ride with the wind. (laughs) And uh, you make it through just fine. And as you ride, you do see, uh, you know, more kobolds kind of peering over ledges and throughout out of little burrowed holes in the uh, sides of this canyon here. Um, They all kind of just observe as you pass by. Don't create much issue. But as you ride, um, you're pushing hard, avoiding loose sand. If you move quick, you won't sink in. And uh, at a certain point, kind of come even with uh, a part of this ridge that up above you to your right kind of flattens out. You see some trees uh, up at the edge of this canyon, what was formerly a river, and uh, you hear the rumbling of stagecoach wheels. And as you're riding, uh, you see their dust trail kicking up as well. And as they come close to the edge of the canyon here, Uh, you see a stagecoach pull into view. Um, At the reins sits a large, muscular man with long, flowing hair. He's got no shirt on, but he's got like a necklace with bones on it and a headband uh, holding the hair out of his eyes and uh, just tanned as all hell from being outside uh, all the time. And uh, you quickly recognize his face from the wanted poster. And uh, as you look up, he shouts down over the roar of hooves. And he's just like, Ella McCoy, we knew you were running. We knew you'd come back. We came out here to meet you. You won't be taking us down. As uh, the man from Yellowstone whips the reins again, his two workhorses keeping pace with you in this stagecoach. Um, uh, Kind of peeking out of windows, aiming uh, their rifles down at you. You see a few masked bandits, just part of uh, the Seven's posse that they've recruited. And uh, as, uh, as they begin to aim, the road that the man from Yellowstone is on kind of pulls away from the canyon and uh, fades out of view for a moment as you continue to ride down Cobalt Gulch. Um, Chrome, give me a uh, D8 for the next layer action here. A four. Uh, a four. Now the uh, sand here, this former riverbed is dried up, but it's dry as all hell now. Um, and things can loosen up and it gets quite dusty. 
And as you're forced to kind of follow the curves of the river and maybe kind of get closer or further away from each other, you uh, kick up a bunch of dust that uh, you have to, you know, shield with a bandana or your arm or something like that. And uh, you all kind of get some dust in your face and uh, everyone can give me a uh, constitution save as uh, you hit a little cloud of dust. That's a 10 for Valley Jack. That's a 10 for Whiskey as well. (laughs) That is a 17 for Casino. 15 for Crumb. Casino, I like that nickname. Uh, (laughs) Jassy and Crumb. Yeah. Uh, are fine, you know, you've uh, yes, you probably eats dirt, who the hell knows and uh, <laughs> just sort lived of, in dirt <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> powers through but uh, Valley Jack and Whiskey Waltz, um, perhaps you fell back in the riding order and the dusts from, from Perfect, who takes really dramatic steps Cassie's yeah. horse, just yeah. like really big tall steps, kicks up some dust I'm and, whispering uh, tips in, in his eyes. ear to like <laughs> run more gracefully because I'm used more to being a horse yeah I'm like you know look out for the sand here I'm a very good rider <laughs> um, yes so uh, Whiskey and uh, Valley Jack fail that check and attacks against you have advantage for the next round here Oof. And uh, which is unfortunate because uh, all of a sudden as you are riding um, Valley Jack you cover your face the dust clears. You kind of pull off to the right to get out from behind. Perfect. And uh, you are just getting your vision back as you see this stagecoach crash down into the gulch with you and uh, immediately uh, land in stride with you and uh, immediately fall into pace as uh, the bandits stick their heads out. And uh, you hey, we're see riding a- here. <laughs> You see a, uh, a lithe figure uh, crawl out of one window and very gracefully flip themselves backwards and up onto the roof of the stagecoach. Uh, they've got their hair in a ponytail and their cloak is kind of billowing in the wind now. And uh, they get to their feet and through magic or just great sleight of hand, two knives appear in each of their hands as a uh, kid. Squid City Kid is now on top of the stagecoach. And uh, we are going to properly enter initiative here. Uh, you are both uh, affected by the, the dust for this round, but very luckily, uh, you rolled great <laughs> initiative, Valley Jack. Yeah, going so you're too fast. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have the first action here as uh, the stagecoach uh, enters the gulch. All right. How, how far ahead is the stagecoach from... So I'm not going to worry about speed too much in this thing. This will be uh, if you want to get further away for ranged to work. If you want to get close for melee to work, that's fine. I don't really want to deal with it. Uh, And, uh, you know, how far ahead if you'd like to pull up past your friends, past the stagecoach. Sure. Uh, If you'd like to fall back. But basically uh, everyone's sort of in pace with each other and everyone's about to turn away from each other. Uh, depending on what you'd like to do. Um, I, I guess I will also say that, uh, yeah, you are entering some combat here, and the stagecoach itself uh, is a target, and it's got three uh, primary sections. Uh, it's, got, um, uh, it's got its control, the reins themselves, uh, the, the frame, including the roof, and uh, the wheels. 
and uh, you can impact certain elements of the stagecoach for desired results or of course target the individuals on it but uh yeah cool uh can we is there like a clear way like around the stagecoach or is it kind of like filling up the gulch kind of uh it kind of comes and goes the gulch gets wide at some points and thin at some point but yeah if you were to you know sort of use your movement to be a, a horse's length in front of it i think that would be possible yeah um I think I'm going to. So we got the Squid City kid up on the top of it right now, and we saw masked people on the sides of it. Uh, uh, inside, but kind of leaning out the windows. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to start off by... I will run, try to go around uh, the thing get near uh the man from yellowstone is yeah he's uh he's at the front seat he's controlling the thing he's got the the uh reins in his hands cool um i think y'all see uh let's just go for it baby uh (laughs) valley jack and and chamfer come through this cloud of smoke or a cloud of dust they look huge. They look bigger <laughs> than anyone's ever seen them as Valley Jack takes on his a giant of legend form. Uh, and he's going to uh, take out his rope of uh, rope of entangling this rope he taught uh, that, you know, I don't know what the story is of the rope. I didn't go on the <laughs> Probably last of the rope. moon or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> the rope, the rope that la- you know, uh, he lassoed, uh, he lassoed a, a a derailing train to, uh, <laughs> nice. and he uh, sends the rope at the man from uh, the man from Yellowstone. They have to do a DC fifteen deck save. When he lassoed the train, right. was it like Spider Man two, and he was at the front of it, and he was throwing <laughs> ropes at trees? <laughs> Uh, what was the save again? 15, Dex. Man from Yellowstone gets a 16 Fuck. on his save <laughs> as he uh, lifts an arm up and whacks the, the rope away just as it was about to uh, fall over his head. Okay. I was going to be nice to him and just fuck up the wheels to this thing. Uh, but I'm kind of mad at it now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make a... Uh, I'll make... I'm going to swing my big uh, rail at him. Uh, Ooh, okay. Ooh. Not beautiful. Uh, my character. believe that's a 14. Uh, 15. 15 hits. 15 hits. That's going to be... Uh, 14 damage. Wow. Uh, okay. On that first attack. Uh, and I will take one on the wheel. Was the rope a bonus action? Um, I'm action surge. Oh, of course. <laughs> Starting off <laughs> the yeah. action surge. Good. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's let it. Uh, 
I thought it was going to be really cool when it all worked. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay. Ah, that's a 12 on the on the cart wheel. Um, just the angle that you're swinging low with your on your big horse. It's a little tough to get purchase on the wheel. Uh, but yeah, you you ride up this massive horse gets alongside with the stagecoach. Uh, the bandits inside are just like, he must be 12 feet tall and are just like <laughs> reacting to like, you know, suddenly their vision is gone as the body <laughs> of a horse like, covers the windows. Um, <laughs> man from Yellowstone blocks your lasso. You whack him with your uh, your rail, but um, he takes the hit and just kind of like flexes it off. And it's just like, and seems to uh, take it in stride. You hit him good, but he's not as uh, not that phased. And uh, yeah, you swing down at the wheels. Um, but Chamfer has to, you know, dodge out of the way of a, a rock and kind of messes with your swing a little bit. Trying to stick my rail through the spokes. And <laughs> doesn't work uh, as well on not a bike. <laughs> uh, after that is Cassie. I have a few questions about the mechanics of this encounter then. Um, of course. If I were to cast uh, Erupt Earth underneath the stagecoach, how is that going to affect the rest of us who are maybe behind it, I guess? Uh, what's the... What's the um, how does Erupt Earth... Like diameter of... Erupting Earth... It's, erupt a, earth. it's, 20 foot, it's a 20-foot cube of churned earth and stone erupt at, uh, from the center of a point that I pick. Um, I would think that if you did it immediately, like on this turn, mm-hmm. I think it would cause some problems because you you the the stagecoach kind of slammed in from the side yeah. and then assumed the middle position. But if you were to give a heads up and and delay that action, uh, not hold an action, but simply delay it, you could all arrange to be on one side. I think as it stands, you'd probably have to hit at least uh, side of the stagecoach okay. as well as the ground it's on. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't affect the entire gulch here. I think you could narrow it a little bit. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'm enough of a planner to spread that word to the rest of the group that they need to move you over. You can very much <laughs> go for it and make everyone make the save. That's for sure. Um, I, well, I got, I, I'm not enough of a planner to yell, but I don't think I want to endanger everybody either, you know, at the same time. <laughs> so I just think I just won't do it. Uh, and here's another question then. If I were to reduce one of the wheels or one of the horses uh is that do we think that will flip the stagecoach and cause trouble for the other people similar problem is what i'm asking basically yeah give me an insight as cassie kind of sizes up her her move that's a good way to do it uh how about a 16 on that insight uh yeah that's great um yeah yeah so this stagecoach uh you know some are fancy some are cheap this one seems like they certainly knew that they were about to go pick a fight and it's not so easily uh okay you know turned over with a a little pebble or anything like that but you kind of pick up like yeah these wheels uh have simply have to be exposed and as you do damage Mm -hmm. to certain parts of the stagecoach uh it will falter and the wheels can kind of cause problems you probably won't like halt its movement entirely mm-hmm. by destroying a wheel it can probably last on uh, a broken wheel uh, but it'll certainly you know cause a disruption all right and my final questions about all of this is uh there's a man on top of the stagecoach 
Yes. Okay. And do we? And how how big is the stagecoach? How many feet? Uh, it's about like ten by ten. Okay, ten by ten. Okay. Uh, and um, would you consider the stagecoach to be secured? Would it get pushed if I thunder waved, or would only the person on top of it get pushed? How, do I make another uh, insight on how heavy I think it looks? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think just based on like the fact that it's attached yeah. to horses, there are mm -hmm. at this point six people in or on it mm -hmm. that it, the whole stagecoach wouldn't move. But certainly, if you're not inside and or holding on to something, yeah big problem all right well then you know i'll yell at everybody to maybe get to the side but then i'm gonna ride <laughs> up next to it um so that i'm like as close to it as i can get i guess yeah uh and then cast thunder wave but also specifically positioning myself if possible to not hurt the horses uh when i cast okay. thunder wave yeah definitely <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong uh because that's only a 15 foot area for thunder wave that it affects for the listeners uh, and, and my, uh, you know, Western setting horses have video game mechanics. You can just whistle and they'll show up or you can just tell them to leave and they won't get lost. Um, they also are not often targets in combat. But if these psychos want to shoot the horses, well, <laughs> that's that. That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, yeah, you are totally safe to cast this spell without worrying about killing an animal in the process. All right, great. Well, they climb then through walls too. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then yeah. Sometimes they just end up on a roof, and you have to reset, <laughs> or the tokens show up in the audio <laughs> settings on roll twenty. It's like that bug happens all the time. <laughs> Uh, Cassie's gonna then like roll up next to the uh, to the cart and then just for just a second take both of her hands off of the reins uh, to whip out two playing cards and slap her hands together with them <laughs> to make a thunder wave uh, spell. So that is everybody has to make a constitution saving throw. Anybody who is within 15 feet uh, of me. I guess. Okay, I'm going to say because you're aiming kind of away from the front and away from the horses that man from Yellowstone being like further ahead will probably be out of it, but you could hit uh, the gang in the middle and certainly the Squid City kid on top. Perfect. That is what I would like and, to do. Uh, and that's con a save, you said, yes, right? Yes, a 16 save. Well, not so good for the Squid City kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Uh, everybody who uh, failed the save will take uh, 10 damage. Anybody who passed it will only take five. And then anybody who failed it also who's not secured will get pushed 10 feet away from me. Wow. Uh, so it looks like um, most of the, the most the three of the the gang members inside, uh, most of them did OK. Uh, one just kind of get you you kind of hear it like thud against the far wall as one is just like yeah. huh! like like a he's in a car crash but yeah he hasn't rolled yet he's just yeah. doing the thing um as he gets like tossed around in there um and the squid city kid is like uh it kind of takes this like crouched position as if he's like ready to leap at someone and doesn't expect these <laughs> these cards slapped up in the air and uh, just gets launched backwards and, you know, hangs on for dear life. He's got like a safety little uh, rope that you couldn't oh, see like dangling <laughs> off, but you see him just straight up fall <laughs> off the side and is now Cut like dangling and is gonna rope. take him like a turn to get back up as he uh, tries to recover. Like 
was feeling very cool and very <laughs> threatening and then just did not expect uh, to be launched by the wind and uh, yeah, yeah, take some damage as well. Cassie is cackling with delight at him going flying you, off of the edge. <laughs> yeah, you hear, you, you know, you hear the, the bandits inside kind of like pull their guns back in and like two of them are yelling at that dude like, what the hell are you doing? Like, get your, as he's just like, like bouncing off the ceiling. Uh, beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah. Very nice. That's going to be the man from Yellowstone, but he is uh, riding the... Uh, uh, he's controlling the stagecoach, so he can't do much. He is going to basically pull the Squid City kid like closer to the stagecoach and like get the guy a grip. Like He's not going to pull him back up, but just like he's like flailing tied to a rope, and he kind of gives him an, an angle like just grab here and pull yourself up and then just again yeah kind of keeps the stagecoach running um that will go take us to whiskey waltz okay whiskey he's gonna ride and he's gonna uh he's gonna be all right all right win speak to me and he goes to leap and he spends a key point to do a um uh his step of the wind uh oh. ability um and he leaps forward and his so his jump distance is tripled this round and he Hell uses yeah. <laughs> uh, uses this is dash as a bonus action as well is um this this ability so i'm trying to get onto the stagecoach and trying to get to the front of it um with this and so i don't know if i need to make a check with this uh, no i think as a key point and jump i kind of love that and i think you uh mm-hmm. you know get up on two feet feet on top of the saddle tr kind of gets in position and braces for your departure as you just kind of leap forward and uh, the roof of the stagecoach is currently unoccupied so there's plenty of landing (laughs) room and we're not using movement so getting up from prone no big deal Mm -hmm. and you kind of quickly get to your feet. I said Perfect. get in Good. get in front of it, not get on the front of it. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna go. Uh, the, he's sitting on the front controlling this, right? The stage. Uh, yeah, the man from Yellowstone is is down in the front on the the seat, the bench. Okay, so um, when I uh, that's my bonus action, the that um, step of the wind is, so I can go up and use my attack action on him, and I take out. Um, I take out my club, but it, what it is, it's just a broken off piano, like leg from a piano. <laughs> and, it, and all right, you stop this. And then I like hit him on the hit, hit him on the head with it. Try to hit him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Roll some tax. It's a 19 to hit. Hell yeah. That'll do it. And that is going to be 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. And I'm, I'm going to use another key point. Um, uh, to do flurry of blows, which gets me two unarmed strikes, and so I'm gonna hit him once, and then I'm gonna. Is, is that like already a, your your bonus action because you step of the wind? Um, hold on. Yes, wait. Yeah, but but, uh, you, but you would have, have a second flurry of. Yes, you're right. That is. Yep. So I already but did. You, a bonus yeah, you still action. have your second attack. Okay. though, so you can still take one more. Yep, and so I'll still take another uh, uh, hit with the. Um, with the piano leg. Piano club. <laughs> yeah, the piano club. I, I love that half the party has a flavored club. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I, who, I found this thing and I'm going to hit you with it now. <laughs> you yeah. fellas know they sell weapons, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a 22 to hit for six like, days. They have guns. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, 22 is definitely going to hit. Um, no, but similar to Valley Jack, um, you know, you make good contact, but the man from Yellowstone 
Uh, seems fairly unfazed. You know, you crack him good across the head and he just kind of slowly turns backwards and looks at you up on the roof and gives oh. you this mean stare like, how fucking dare you? Your, uh, <laughs> your piano club kind of splinters at the top a little bit. Uh, but yeah. Strike. Uh, I do have stunning strike, yes. But I did yeah, not. That just, I don't yeah. think I can... Well, maybe I can use it. You can um, if you if you make contact uh, on the second hit there, like since it's that that's the hit you just did. If you'd like, yeah, to use I'll a spend key another point. key point to do that. Heck yeah, yeah. It does not require so a bonus action. So uh, that second one bopped him and stunned him, and uh, it's another key point. He's stunned until the next my. Well, he'll make end a save. Night. What's the uh, what's your oh, con uh, saving throw? DC fourteen. Yeah. Okay. DC fourteen. Let's see. Ooh, uh, if there's one thing the man from Yellowstone has, it's good constitution. Oof. He gets a 21 on that side. Yikes. Not Didn't fair. stun him. <laughs> you should give them less constitution. That's not fair. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's fair <laughs> in the West. <laughs> hey, this boy's pretty tough. I just say that. As you, as you hit a man who doesn't seem bothered by being yeah, smacked right. in the head with a club. The first one with 11 damage. <laughs> We fucking bonked him like four times now yeah. pretty good with big heavy shit and he's just like yeah I'm driving a car maybe try shooting uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of yeah. that the uh, the the bandits in the the stagecoach kind of get their act together as one of them uh, flies around in there and uh, they settle him down and they both uh, they all just uh, get situated, then aim out of the window and start taking some shots. And they are going to uh, fire some shots with their little rifles at uh, the riders around you. Uh -oh. um, Ella McCoy, by the way, uh, she's got her rifle, but she's going to stay off to the side and hang back. She's kind of she'll look for an easy shot, but she's not going to be uh, super engaged in the combat. This is what she hired you for, to be clear. So uh, this is pretty fair of her. They will uh, take some shots. The first one's going to be a miss on Valley Jack. Uh, another terrible roll. Uh, uh, Crumb, what's your AC? I, I'm positive I missed it. 18. Yeah, no, did not hit. And uh, Cassie, that's going to be a hit on you with a uh, ah. 22. Yeah, that'll hit. You will take um, uh, only four piercing. Sorry, re-roll that. Uh, Valley Jack... Uh, <laughs> Valley Jack Get hits the, the hammer against his rail and makes a big, like, dong noise. Ooh, I like uh, that. Distracts them with his rune shield. Yeah, they rolled a two on the d20 now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cassie, you uh, see this rifle just point right out of the window at you as you got close to cast your spell, and this ding, like, reverberates, mm. and you see that the... Uh, rifle just pulls up and shoots right past you. And I look um, over my shoulder and Valley Jack goes <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> he's in full gallop but he doesn't seem to be moving up and down. He's just perfectly motionless with a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, okay. Great job by those idiots. Uh, Crumb. Crumb, your horse is freaking out. <laughs> Uh, Crumb 2 is struggling. Uh, you're not the smoothest rider, so they're kind of accounting for your balance here. But as the dust settles and the stagecoach collapses in, some action happens in front of you. You hear that voice in your head just says, fight, fight. And uh, you uh, just by pure instinct alone, snap the reins, catch up to the crowd, and uh, it is your turn. 
Oh, Crumb has like this wild smile across his face because like this is what he loves. And uh, so, uh, can I see uh, the Squid City Kid? Uh, yeah, he's currently—it's <laughs> not, not his turn yet, but uh, he's currently dangling off the side. Uh, he missed his okay. turn because of the fact that he uh, is trying to not fall off. But yeah, uh, he's on the left of the stagecoach. Since you're in the back, I think it's very easy for you to get to either the left or the right. So yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. to the left. I'm a, I'm, I see the, the guy swinging off the side, and I feel like it's it's an easy shot. So I take a uh, pull out my pistol, and I'm going to attempt to shoot him. Um, that's yeah, a 26. Oh yeah, that'll that'll hit. Uh, that is only five damage, but I'm going to use my bursting shot. Okay. Bursting. Uh, yeah. So it like take my shot. It hits them. And it like gets to like maybe like grazes his leg, and like sticks into the side of the the cart, and then explodes. Uh, and all other creatures within 10 feet of him take 2d6 force damage. Uh, I'll say, okay, I'll say with that angle, I think like where he was, I'll say that like uh, the man from Yellowstone is just very much exposed. I think whiskey up top would not be necessarily in the line of fire from that explosion. There's no reason it would curve around the, the roof of the stagecoach. But yeah, I think you can hit the two people that are outside and nearby each other. That'll be nine damage to everyone within 10 feet. So, the two. Squid City Kid is not having the best day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the man from Yellowstone, not too bothered by uh, a little bit of shrapnel here and there. Uh, that's my turn. Excellent. Yeah, get a clean shot on the, the Squid City Kid is dangling upside down. You know, he got his grip he's no longer flailing and as he's about to be pulled up just ah, shot in the leg uh splinters from the stagecoach explode and uh the man from yellowstone up front is just like what the hell are you doing just like no idea why he's still dangling um that brings us to the bottom of the initiative and there will be another layer action i believe we've had two so scott go ahead and give me a d8 roll um, once again, the uh, commotion, the stagecoach sliding down uh, from the side of the ravine into the gulch kicks up a bunch of dust. Uh, everyone can give me a con saving throw. Okay. <laughs> Three. Yeah, that's a crit. <laughs> Out of nat one. Oh, nat 20, baby. I hear some bad can rolls I, and some good rolls. Can I, um, I was going to ask, uh, I swear before he said he had a nat one, but can I use the poker chip on... Uh, saving throws was that part of it too to give so them advantage. The poker chip you have to use a bonus action to trigger. I thought it was a reaction. While, while once you've done the, you have to like go into a trance. Oh, okay, gotcha. So once you've done the bonus action, from then on, Sorry, Kyle, as your fucked. reaction for a minute, you can give advantage or disadvantage on any d twenty roll. Okay. Sorry, um, I would help. Cassie you, put that away for a special occasion and yeah. realized one presented <laughs> itself immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, twenty-three okay. for me. Twenty-three for Valley Jack whiskey. Nat one. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Crumb. Uh, crit. 
for a 24. Whiskey Beautiful. cannot handle the dust. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know Cassie, about the, Cassie you know, also Grum's teeth are covered in it. Like, <laughs> he's just smiling and it's just like inhaling it. Um, Cassie also crit for twenty one, so just Beautiful. no problem at all. <laughs> all right. It seems like I, I'm trying to logic this, but somehow the guy who's highest above the dust just uh-huh. got a mouthful. He was and, right uh, by the explosion sprayed. when it went off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like a dirt clod fell off <laughs> of a higher space on the gulch yeah. and just hit him in the face. Just hit you. Um, yeah, it seems like you were targeted by the nature here. Rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, attacks against you will the still have The wind don't advantage. like being stepped on. That's what you get, buddy. All right. Yeah. Let's see if the uh, bad guys can actually take advantage of this advantage they have here. <laughs> and... Um, the stagecoach is uh, in perfect health here. Um, and uh, we're back up to the top, which is Valley Jack. Okay. Um, so let me just get a vibe on the man from Yellowstone. How much like, is he like right on the edge of the stagecoach effectively? How far is he from the edges of the stagecoach? He's actually pretty secure. He The, the bench up front could fit two people and he's kind of squarely in the middle. So he's got reins of both of the horses and um, is basically prepared to kind of tank a little bit to keep this thing uh, on the on the straight and narrow. Um, how far is it like forward for him? Uh, well, what do you mean? Like he's right behind the horses. There's about a few so feet between like them. If this thing suddenly stopped, would he go? How would he go flying <laughs> off? <laughs> uh, He'd probably, I mean, the horses and the the reins and all the connections and stuff like that, like, to be honest, probably a pretty safe place to fall. Uh, Wouldn't be the most convenient to, like, get situated again. But, yeah, he's not, like, he's not very exposed. Okay. Um, And our boy, the Squid City Kid, is still just kind of dangling there. Yeah, he's, like, secure now, but um, he'll he'll be kind of ready to go on his next ter- next turn barring any truly horrific fails okay here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna try to grab Squid City Kid and throw him back off the uh, throw him back off so give him a shove off of the edge of the, uh, the okay the- yeah I would like to use I do have my own feature where I can use a reaction when someone <laughs> is making an attack to add a d6 uh, to what they're doing. So, ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what let's see what my athletics check is cuz it's going to be pretty damn good cuz mm. I crit. That's wow. a 30. Uh, plus five, so thirty-five. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> 30, so that's a twenty-eight. Twenty-eight plus five, so thirty-three. Thirty-three. I rolled a d6 here. Uh, okay, oh, let, me roll. let me uh, let me roll to see if he beats a thirty-three. Is <laughs> strong? Man, he got a twenty-three. Not even that bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just fucking pick up Squid City Kid by the head and throw him <laughs> off the fucking guy. He's like you, you cut like Valley Jack. You kind of. Pull back on Chamfer, you you situation like you switch sides of the stagecoach, and you see this guy climbing up, and just as he's like about to pull himself up and be right behind Whiskey Waltz, uh, you just reach up and just yank him back over, and uh, use the little momentum from your horse, and he just goes slamming back uh, upside down against the stagecoach again, and uh, truly having the worst day of his life. 
Um, I'm going to make a swing against the man from Yellowstone, too. Okay. That is a 13. Uh, that'll miss. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He's he's just like, he's got enough room to kind of scoot to the side if he needs to. He kind of puts up an arm. Surprisingly strong. Kind of uh, knocks away your uh, rail, which again is tough to get a good angle on while you're at full full gallop. And he manages yeah. to avoid that blow. Uh, anything else from Valley Jack? That's it. Valley Jack's right in alongside the front of this, keeping an eye on Whiskey, making sure uh, he's there to catch him if he falls. All right. Uh, Cassie, that's you. Well, he's there to catch Whiskey if Whiskey falls, and I told everybody <laughs> to get to the side. Uh, yeah. So if they don't want to do it, that's on them. I can't force anyone to do anything, but I can force this wagon to make a check. Then a wagon make a dexterity check uh, when I cast erupt earth, earth eruption underneath it. I think, uh, I think is, is, is that a dex it save? It or? is uh, erupting earth. It is a dex save. Yes. Choose a point you can see. 20 foot cube. Uh, each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature uh, takes. Okay. I will have yeah, Yellowstone will. roll it. But you're trying to like because this is the earth. I'm going to say this impacts the wheels mm -hmm. of the uh, of the stagecoach here. So yeah, okay. I'll have him roll at disadvantage. I would feel like being you know dex dexterous while controlling an unwieldy vehicle Makes will sense. be tough. Yeah. But yeah, he'll roll it. Otherwise, an inanimate object can't. Yeah. And uh, what's your DC again? Sixteen. Well, one of the D twenty was a nineteen. Mm -hmm. But because I have to take the lowest one, that's a one. I don't <laughs> like this. So that's a good <laughs> fail. <laughs> um, yeah, the man from Yellowstone was like giving this like just an obnoxious smirk to Valley Jack when he just kind of like pushed away your your rail uh, swing there. And he just had his eyes on a different target. Suddenly looks down. The horses both kind of buckle and like they leap over it. Mm -hmm. But he's just not ready for it. And the whole stagecoach just takes the sickening like thud and hits this earth as it just starts to crumble and explode underneath. Mm -hmm. Again, the guys in the back, you know, they're not as affected, but are just like bouncing around. I have no idea how to like brace for these sort of things. All right. Well, um, yeah. Roll roll damage and it'll apply to the, the wheels. All right. Well, it wasn't great damage, unfortunately, but it's 17. 17 is enough to break one of the wheels. Um, and every time a wheel breaks on the stagecoach, uh, any creature on top of the stagecoach makes a dexterity saving oh, hey, throw, look. which is uh, <laughs> whiskey waltz. <laughs> whiskey! <laughs> 25! Woo! <laughs> He's surfing. <laughs> I think you can see... <laughs> Bally Jack's just like, eyes go wide, just like we have a drunk guy on top of a crashing, crashing stagecoach. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What can I do? And she's just like uh, <laughs> riding shit. Uh, whiskey waltz. The stagecoach bounces up as the earth explodes, like hitting a pothole, but it's magic. Mm -hmm. um, this would, you know, launch anyone unprepared. Mm -hmm. um, it buckles the stagecoach. So even landing back down on it, it's not fully level anymore. How does whiskey just completely survive this? Uh, 
this situation. Right you just here. see him like stumbling around on top, and he's just like, <laughs> just like, I say nothing. This is like five or six drinks in. I do this. I do this all the time. <laughs> Woo! The man is just dancing aboard the yeah, stage. Goes right. Beautiful, beautiful. Truly vaudevillian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's disgusting, uh, but that kind of works for Cassie. This vibe he's got going right now. <laughs> He is mm. so gross. I mean, look at that beard. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. You know what? I do have some stubble right now. Five o'clock shadow from from yesterday's shave. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else from Cassie? No sense. What here. a great question. If seeing real quick, if I have any bonus actions that I could possibly take of value, um, triggering the poker chip would be a bonus action if you want to do that. All right. Well, I do it. I trigger the <laughs> poker chip. Aha. I'm feeling so Beautiful. lucky after making that thing erupt that I grab that chip and I just hold it tight. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Cassie's in full gallop and still doing that cool finger <laughs> trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, after that, the fucking Squid City kid gets a turn. Uh, I'm just going to let this idiot get back up onto the stagecoach. <laughs> um, now there's two idiots the, uh, up there. <laughs> now there's two idiots up there. Um, <laughs> Whiskey Waltz, you just did this incredibly Jack Sparrow-esque yeah. balancing act. He is kind of a, a <laughs> As you uh, survive and like the bump, uh, honestly, like we'll just say the Squid City kid like got a real help by just getting like kind of tossed back <laughs> up onto the roof and it lands on his back and it's just like, oh, kind of like gets to his feet and uh, you turn around and you see him again just summon these two knives from somewhere. Oh boy. And he looks at you and he just looks like a guy who's just been thrown around on a stagecoach <laughs> for a couple <laughs> seconds. And he looks really upset by that and he's gonna take a couple attacks at you. Uh, that's gonna be a 17 on the first one. That's gonna miss. And a <laughs> 21 on the second. Oh, it hits. He's getting up close and immediately he just kind of comes at you and he's, you know, right up in your grill and he's throwing them and you kind of sidestep one and throws another one from the other hand and it catches you in the side. Uh, you're going to take six piercing and, uh, oh, he has advantage on that. I'm just going to see yes, if he, he does. Uh, crits on any of those. No, they're, the other one won't hit. Um, yeah, you're going to take six piercing. And uh, immediately after he throws the first two, two more appear in his hands and he squares off against you. Um, he is going to uh, actually that'll, that'll be. That'll be it right there. Um, he is uh, back in the zone. And uh, that will take us to the man from Yellowstone. Um, he is going to let go of the reins and uh, take a swing at Valley Jack. Horses can take it from here. It's a 16 to hit Valley Jack. Uh, that is my armor class. Already. Uh, oh, Valley Jack. <laughs> is it my turn? Did, did Whiskey have a turn yet? Uh, you're next. Okay. And last time, um, these people didn't get to go necessarily. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the first round of combat was real bad for them. Okay. Um, and sometimes <laughs> Yellowstone has to control the um, stagecoach. Um, but, but that he's... one doesn't have wheels. 
Uh, he lets one hand of the reins go, holds onto the other, reaches down below him at his feet and pulls out his trusty battle axe, swings back at you. You know, a little more wieldy than a, uh, uh, a rail line. Whatever. We need to... Is it a rail? What's the word for a I singular? I think it's just a rail, right? <laughs> it is a, a railway, right? Rail. Yeah. A railroad yeah. rail. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little more wieldy than that. And he slashes at you for seven damage um, yeah, with his battle axe. down to four because I've got heavy armor. Beautiful. Jeez. Um, that is going to be, that's going to go to Whiskey's turn. You are squared off on your feet on the stagecoach with uh, Squid City Kid right up in your grill. Hey, he's like, ah, you hit me, that's hard to do. Hey, you wanna play uh, you wanna play a little rock, paper, scissors? And I show him, I bring out my fist and it just says rock <laughs> on like a tattoo on his fist. And he swings <laughs> at him for a for a punch there. Unarmed. I only use, I only use scissors. It's a 19 to hit. <laughs> That'll hit. And that will do Eight points of bludgeoning damage. And then he's going to spend a key point to do flurry of blows, which gets him two other your, ones. You got your multi-attack, so you could do a second and then flurry. I think... Oh, is it worked that way? I think... I thought it was... So that gets me four attacks? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yeah, nice. you got the multi-attack so like I, a fighter, and you can always the free the free bonus action, just one punch, mm-hmm. or you can flurry of blows for the extra two. So you like... Can literally always do three punches as a monk, uh, okay. or use a key point to do four. Nice. Well, I'm doing that, and so I'll I'll swing my hand. I punch him in the face. Swing my hand as the hand's <laughs> coming in. He sees a little Slap like him. piece of paper tattoo on the on the on the palm, <laughs> and he slaps him across the face or tries to. Oh, it's I don't think it's gonna hit. It's a ten. Uh, that'll miss. Ah, he tries it again. You really leaned into the rock, paper, scissors thing. I, I, uh, <laughs> I thought that was a one-off comment. It's like your whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> the second time he tries to do paper is a 16 to hit. 16 will hit. Uh, that's seven bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage on the second hit. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he's gonna go scissors. And he's gonna, and he's gonna hop up and try and try and kick him in the head, kick him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I like how. Rock is a, a tattoo of a rock. Paper is a palm, t- rock palm. is the words rock on his fist. Scissors paper is, is a, a piece of paper face. on his. And then scissors, as he kicks, he's kicking for a nineteen to hit, and uh, and his like pant legs are up, and you do see like like each leg there's a a piece of there's like one part of the scissors like that like goes up <laughs> on the insides of his legs, and he hits for a nineteen to hit, and that will be um, eight points of damage. Ooh, uh, the Squid City Kid is not looking good. Um, you know, you you heard tell of this nimble knife master, and yeah, they seem to. You know, he seems to have a, a limitless supply of knives. But you're up close, and you're just like in his zone, and he can't really keep up with your speed. You're just picking him apart, open hand slaps, kicks, punches, and uh, you know, after just recovering from dangling off a stagecoach, it's not looking good. Good. And with my drunken technique that I have, whenever I use Flurry of Blows, I get the benefit of disengage action. So I'm just going to like drunkenly kind of step away from him. Like if I have enough room up there to step away a little bit, then I don't know if I can get, I probably can't get five yeah, feet he, away from him. So he, he throws a really like 
tired swipe back at you and almost stumbles forward as you just kind of, you know, move your torso back and easily evade as you just lay into him a little bit. He's uh, he's on the ropes for sure. Um, Okay, that's going to go to the bandits. They are going to take some shots. They are doing okay in there. And uh, they're going to aim at people on horses. That's going to be a uh, 21 to hit Valley Jack. Okay. For nine damage, nine piercing. Okay. Going to be a miss on Cassie. And a four, uh, no, sorry, uh, 18 to hit, uh, sorry, yes, 18 to hit, uh, crumb. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna use my reaction to Eldritch Invocation Rebuke of the Talisman. That guy, he's gonna take three psychic damage and move 10 feet away from me. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are just like, uh, what's that little, like, machine like the the there's like a board game where you all the things inside the little orb just like bounce uh, around sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah you're like tapping just like you sorry, it and it just like makes them like spasm around in there these guys are just like literally trouble. bouncing around it, trouble yeah i think that's the one i think troubles of, yeah mm-hmm. yeah just like like bouncing around in there sphere yeah uh geez the guy just like leaned out got like this perfect like behind the stagecoach shot at you and somehow is thrusted back inside and slammed <laughs> against the wall. Um, very well done. Not on those guys' parts, on your guys' parts. Crom, uh, that's you. What's the damage on those? I do t- I do get hit, though. Oh, um, on that, for the... Yes, for the shot, you're going to take only five piercing. Uh, and it's my turn? Yes. Ick. Okay. Um... Uh, I'm going to uh, mind spike the Squid City kid. Okay. This guy's uh, getting picked on. Honestly, he's probably like the only one I see. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a DC 17 wisdom save. Right. Wisdom. If there's one thing he's doing. It's not bombing his saves too bad. That's an 18 on the wisdom save. Okay. Is there uh, any half so effect? There is. He's going to take eight on the half. Oof. All right. He's not looking great, but hangs on. The legend of the Squid City Kid is uh, not going to have the most glorious end, I've got a feeling. <laughs> uh, anything else from Crumb? Uh, uh, no, that will be my turn. All right, uh, that brings us to the next layer action. I believe Valley Jack needs to give us a D8. That's a seven from Valley Jack. Ooh, uh, Valley Jack convinces uh, the wind to be nice and kind to y'all and uh, give everyone <laughs> a boost. not fly into Whiskey's face again. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you calm the dust and... Uh, uh, smooth sailing through here, you reach a nice open area of Kobold Gulch, and uh, your horses are having no problem keeping up with the stagecoach here. And uh, Valley Jack, we are back to the top here. Um, Squid City Kid is squared off with Whiskey Waltz up top. 
Uh, man from Yellowstone doing just fine keeping this thing uh, on the straight and narrow, but one wheel has been damaged and is spinning a little wobbly here. And uh, there's still three bandits inside Stagecoach. Um, I'm going to go for a swing at the man from Yellowstone. He came at me with that axe. <laughs> Let's see what he thinks of a 17 to hit with the gr- with the rail. That'll hit. All right. Then let's reroll that. That's a 19 uh, on that first attack. Damn. Well, uh, as you know, by now he is resistant to this damage, but that'll still do a uh, significant amount. Oh, he's, uh, he's feeling it for the first time, and you you see him just like give you this look, like what the hell, like that actually hurt, and he's kind of sizing you up, and you know you're huge, but he was confident, and now it's kind of shaking him a bit. I'll be honest, Valley Jack is dumb as hell. Did not see that as damage <laughs> resistance. Saw that as high constitution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but Valley Jack is gonna. You know, if, I'll make if another... you finally put uh, two and two together, and you're like, most people bleed and or dead when I do. <laughs> yeah, are dead when I do that. So this guy must be up to something. Okay. Um, huh. In that case, I think Valley Jack is like focused on one thing and one thing only right now. So it's just gonna give another swing, and that's a miss out of fourteen. Yeah, that'll miss. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah. That's Valley. All right. Valley's just going at uh, the man from Yellowstone here. Um, Cassie, that's you. Cassie, real quick at the top of your turn, give me a, give me a, give me an animal handling check. I would love to give you an animal handling check. How does a 19 suit you? Uh, 19 is great. Um, got a, uh, how long does speak with animals last? I'll just, uh, I think it's been a, a while. But yeah, unfortunately, a... it, it would have uh, been used up. And also, I th- is speak with animals concentration? Or not? It's, it lasts for 10 minutes. It's It's been longer. You, know, could, you yeah, took about yeah. an hour or so to get to this point. But um, you've got some, like, you're now very in tune with Perfect, your, mm, your horse here. For sure. And... Uh, yeah, as you ride and kind of try to find your next angle, um, you try to see if the man from Yellowstone is doing all right. You see the square off at the top um, and you pick up on perfect kind of like shake his head a little bit and kind of stutter step a little bit. You lose your speed by just a half step and you realize something's wrong um, and perfect is just like unsettled by something. But nothing's particularly happened around you. You can't see anything. Something something's spooking your horse just a bit. Something is, uh, but it is your turn. Booking my horse just a bit. Oh fuck! I have so many things that changes everything. <laughs> changes literally everything. Uh, uh, what's happening now? Nothing could impact me more. Uh-huh, uh huh. Guess he had all these plans that were just like, if my horse has full confidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, now I know there's horse something. Is the priority. A, f- a foot. Uh, Perfect's one extra large eye is like very wide at the moment. Uh-huh. It's very, uh, very concerned. I'm trying to think here then. 
We'll be spooking a horse that's actively galloping. And also, if I can help out Perfect by not making him have to deal with this running anymore, then uh, if he doesn't want to go, that's not cool. I'm not going to force him in. <laughs> um, we'll tell Perfect uh, that he can fall back if he's afraid then. And I will uh, teleport to be on top of the stagecoach, too. That's Excellent. my bonus action. So, Sweet. Uh, I'll just hop on up there, too. Here I am, folks. Uh, like no, Whisper in the horse, good, good horsey, good horsey, good horsey. And then just, and I'm gone. Perfect gives yeah. a, a happy little neigh. I mean, not the happiest, but just yeah. like a, a relieved mm-hmm. sort of neigh there. And uh, yeah, you appear uh, next to Whiskey and the Squid City Kid. Holy hell! And uh, Perfect <laughs> will stay, you know, at pace, but a few, a few, uh, Paces oh, back, um, so is not completely gone, but mm-hmm. uh, won't be in, in harm's way by any means. All right. That's what I want to hear. And then uh, who all is up here that I can see to attack, I guess? Squid City. And I think you'd probably be like, it's a little crowded and based on your angle, mm-hmm. um, there's probably the uh, Squid City and Whiskey are in the way of Yellowstone, but you're certainly equidistant from the other two uh, on top here. Okay. Well, let's just play it safe. Uh, since I'm up here and I will, ooh, actually I have a question. Do the, are these knives actual knives? Are they made of metal? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they Mm. seem to be real. Okay. Um, well then. Unclear if this guy has a lot of them or what the deal is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and, um, make him have to decide for himself, I guess. Uh, how many he has and if he wants to let one go because we're going to cast heat metal on one of the knives uh, in his hand <laughs> then. <laughs> so now uh, he, he has to... Okay. Yeah. Uh, it just says, I choose a manufactured metal object. Uh, any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast it. Uh, so let's do that first. See how much he takes. Yeah, upon casting? Yeah. Uh, so he takes 12 damage uh, from the heat metal. And then he has to make a if he's wearing or holding the object, uh, he must succeed. He has to make a constitution saving throw or drop the object. Um, you see his two, not, you know, mm-hmm. he's got two knives in his hand. Uh, you appear. He quickly turns to try mm-hmm. to face off now against two opponents. And immediately uh, he realizes one hand is just seared it's raiders of the lost ark Mm -hmm. the pattern of the grip is seared (laughs) into his palm and he just ah, tosses it aside and as he grips his hand which is now unusable he's just like well my one thing is knives okay they don't give me anything else to do (laughs) the whole the whole time come on dude i mean half the time when i was saving the town in the first place i was mostly shooting guns despite being the knife guy this is my thing <laughs> fuck and just like cannot use his hand let's go with that knife mm-hmm. it seems unimportant he drops the other one too it doesn't seem like he has trouble uh procuring them yeah um but yeah this hand has been rendered unusable and he's now like holding it like holding it into his side and mm. doesn't even seem to have much protection against himself he's on his you know, death store. Yeah. Right I here. look at whiskey and say, like a hot knife through butter. Oh, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> uh, wow. Anything else from Cassie? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much all I can do at this point. Yeah. Uh, it is the Squid City Kids' turn. 
Um, as he holds one hand to his side in great pain, um, he does procure another one into his other hand. Um, he looks out into the dust. He sees Ella uh, riding off to the side, keeping pace with the stagecoach. He looks at her. He seems to ignore the two of you on top of the stagecoach. And he's just like, Ella, we're protecting you. We were, we were serving a purpose. We were keeping the the threats at, at bay. All you had to do was fall in line. Now you cause, cause trouble. Washington's not going to be too pleased with you. And he uh, throws a knife at her wildly and is going to uh, make an attack on her as his sort of final desperate action here. Um, he does strike her and you see her uh, catch it in the shoulder. Ooh, and can I kinda... use my reaction with my cloud room to yes. direct an attack? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so... let's, let's see it. What do you got? I ain't gonna do that. And I, I whip the wind around it and the wind takes it. And so um, it's, I don't know if if the angle is gonna be good, but it can use this It doesn't matter, to... like range or anything. Anyone within 30 <laughs> feet, you can make it hit. All right, this seems appropriate, and I fling the knife and I try to hit it, hit hit the knife guy with it, squid, squid yeah. boy, right back at himself, oh, back at him, yeah, like throws oh, wait, it. No, I thought it was sorry, I thought oh. it was the driver that threw it. So I don't know if I can do it right at the same guy with this, with this ability. I'm yeah. down if the rules are open to interpretation, Charlie. Maybe you can. Yeah, I think I think you. Oh no, it says other than the attacker. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so that's what I was that's what I was waiting for. Uh, okay. So he whips it, and I'm gonna try and hit Yellowstone with it, and have it have it go to the front of the thing. And oh, so absolutely. And it's it just is... based on the attack roll, because it definitely the... hits. If so, <laughs> you can use your action to invoke the rune, choose a different creature. They become the target of the sack using the same roll. Beautiful. Cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> a uh, dagger lodges into the back left shoulder of uh, the man from Yellowstone as he, uh, you know, controls the reins, makes sure the stagecoach is moving and uh, looks back and is just like, what the hell? As uh, can clearly tell this knife is from Squid City who just like looks bewildered down. Like one hand is burnt and the other hand is apparently not responsive mm -hmm. to what he wants. And uh, yeah, Ella is totally safe. The knife does not go anywhere near her. And she kind of pulls away, realizing she could be a target. And uh, the Squid City kid just looks back in bewilderment. This at, is uh, embarrassing you. for you. Knives are supposed to be your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's be honest. We all know they're not enough of a thing in a world full of guns. Like I said, that's why I use guns half the time. I just had a brand and I had to stick with it because, you know, everyone out here is so judgmental. I, I had to I had to stand out somehow. I say, well, knives are definitely your brand now. And I point to his hand. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. Looks like somebody's uh, mad at you for <laughs> resentful for this whole making him the knife guy thing. Yellowstone. Uh, it is Yellowstone's turn. Uh, he is going to... Uh, Again, set down the reins. He's going to take a uh, swing at um, probably two of you here. One at Valley, who's still up in his grill, and Whiskey Waltz with his battle axe. That's a 16 on Valley Jack. That's a hit. Five slashing, and he's really terrible damage. 
And uh, that is going to be eight. Eight on uh, Whiskey Waltz. I don't miss. Uh, he's, he's, you know, it's like reaching, it's like a kid in the back seat that you're trying to reach to yeah. like fix their seatbelt. And it's just yes. terrible angle. It's never going to work. Um, but yeah, he's getting pissed off. Um, Whiskey, that is, that is your turn. I look at Cassie and I, I take out my piano leg and I say, all right, I'm going to boop him on the nose and he's going to look real stupid. And then we're gonna, then we're gonna, then we're gonna fuck him up. And then he swings his, his piano leg what? at him. Why are you saying that? <laughs> That's a nineteen to hit, knife guy. Uh, whiskey, you do exactly as you say, and you bonk Squid City Kid on the nose, and he is just he has a confused look on his face, and is just absolutely stunned that you followed through with this exact plan. Um, he wobbles. And he begins to slip and he reaches out with his burnt hand as the only thing he can grab on the edge of the stagecoach and immediately feels the pressure and goes, ah, the pain of the seer. And he falls off the back into the dust and is trampled by uh, Crumb 2 in the rear there as he uh, is uh, rolls back into Kobold Gulch out of view and certainly very much no longer alive. Uh, the first of the Magnificent Seven has been defeated. Not so Hell magnificent. Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. He took care of that himself then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, uh, should I use my stunning strike key point that I was going to use on that? Would, uh, because I was going to stun him. Would you? I can use it. Uh, well, you could if you do. You have more attacks, so you can just apply oh. it to a hit. So you wouldn't right. need to have spent it. Okay. Cool. Um, I do have more hits. Okay, so I turn and, and I turn to Yellowstone and just. Um, uh, can I hop? Can I sit next to him? Yeah. Okay, so I hop down next to him. <laughs> Howdy! And I try to hit him with my elbow. Just get him in the side, in the ribs. Twenty-six to hit. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, that's gonna be a six bludgeoning damage. The man is still healthy. I'll say that. And uh, uh, that will, yeah. So I'm gonna use. Let's see. I get another attack, right? Yeah, I'm gonna use one. More. If you'd like, yeah, your bonus action can always be a free unarmed strike. If you'd like to save your key. But points. if I use flurry of blows, that means that I have. You get two. So I get two more. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna hit him twice, a couple, a couple more times. Elbow once, and then the other one. I'm gonna try and actually use my left hand, swing it across, and hit him. That's a 15 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. And nine points of damage. Okay. And then and then I'm just gonna headbutt him. Twenty to hit. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, again, you know, taking a lot of these blows, but really chipping away at him. You're just right next to him. He's got Valley Jack on one side, Whiskey Waltz on the other, and it's just like he's also got to keep this these horses. His horse is kicking and it's a lot to handle. So yeah, he's taking blows. He's unable to defend himself as well. And uh, you are whittling away on this guy. Um, ah, damn, he's got will, an iron jaw. Will take us to the bandits in the back. You're gonna take some more shots. They fortunately don't have angles on two of you now. So a couple of you will get more shots. Uh, that's a 14 to hit Valley Jack. I believe that misses. Definitely misses. 
And a 22 to hit Crumb in the back there. Uh, I'll... Six damage. I'll also uh, hit him with that rebuke as well. So three psychic damage and ten feet away. Uh, you see this guy just like shoot back and then like as he pulls the trigger, you see his face just be like, wait, hold on. Something happened last time. <laughs> Click and then and then his head just like slams against the side of the stagecoach and he just passes out. Uh, he is down okay. from that as he did not learn his lesson. How much was that damage again? Uh, on you, that was uh, six. Um, all right. Crumb, that is to you. Uh, Cassie is on top. You don't have a great angle from the back here on anyone else, but the stagecoach is a bit wobbly with one wheel um, broken. And uh, yeah, it looks a little shaky on on three wheels here. Can I do some silly shit? Gladly. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to go around to the opposite side of the wheel, the one that has like the messed up wheel. Mm-hmm. And I want to like lean down off the horse, and so I can see the other wheel on the other side and I want to use an Eldritch Blast on the wheel and it use the uh, feature to send it 10 feet away mm. <laughs> beautiful uh, yeah yeah roll attack oh come on a crit fail <laughs> oh. poker chip a ten- I used the did I not use the poker chip to give advantage? You have it active. Now as a I've reaction, active, you yeah. can use it to give someone I just thought I had already used it. Um, yeah, Definitely sure. Definitely been I'll, a turn since you've used it. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll slam. I will slam. I was going to hit him with the D6, but fuck it. I'll give him the advantage instead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to re-roll that, uh, that one? I'll be a 27. A little better to hit. Than 27. The one. Yeah, that'll do it. Crumb. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, look. You just learned how to ride a horse and no one really told you that like, yeah, typically people don't like sort of dangle off the side, <laughs> uh, but your complete lack of fear for this situation uh, gives you a perfect <laughs> angle. You get underneath, you see the chassis of the stagecoach, you aim right at uh, the, uh, the opposite wheel and you see the force nudges it like it moves a full like four inches off its axle there and the residual magic of your Eldritch Blast as you hear a voice in your head just go, yes. And I also begins in, to like just at the same time, like say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it begins to corrode the wheel and it just uh, slowly rotates a bit more, disconnects, rolls off. The uh, stagecoach lurches down to its right as the back right wheel uh, is now gone. It begins to drag in the dust. Uh, everything catches the horses at the front um, panic and kick up. Uh, the man from Yellowstone um, loses grips on the reins and the stagecoach itself begins to slide on its base as uh, two wheels is simply not enough to support it. And as the horses are sort of disconnected and peel out. Uh, you'd expect this stagecoach to simply 
nosedive into the dirt. Um, Valley Jack, you're still on a horse. Uh, Crumb, you are on Crumb 2. Uh, Ella is off to the side. Uh, the two of you up top uh, feel the lurch as it sticks into the dirt, but you do not see yourself falling back. You do not see yourself slowing. Um, Cassie, you hear a panicked neigh from Perfect somewhere in the back through the dust, and you see the crumbling earth begin to dissolve as something moves underneath. And as you all keep pace and the stagecoach is somehow moving forward, you see the bottom of Kobold Gulch begin to bow in the center and raise in the middle. And as it does, the stagecoach is stopped and not moving, but continuing forward on the back of what you can only tell is a giant purple worm as it rides <laughs> up through the canyon <laughs> and begins to propel the stagecoach forward. Uh, at the at this point, we're at the bottom of the initiative. If you're on a horse, you can still be on a horse. You'll be a few feet below the stagecoach, or you can at this time choose to jump off without any much of a check. It's more so you're being split one way or the other, and you can choose to be on worm or uh, stay on horse. So Crumb and uh, Valley Jack can uh, react at this time to either get on board or just kind of be What's uh, the disadvantages alongside. of being on the horse still? Just can't uh, you'll see. be you'll be at range and you'll be a bit lower, so it'll be a, like as this uh, massive worm kind of rises up above the surface, uh, the stagecoach and everyone else on top of it uh, are about twenty feet above you and to the side. Okay, but like twenty feet up. Yes. I'm just trying to do some math on how big imagine is you're, Valley uh, Jack. <laughs> imagine you're next <laughs> to a train. They'll, they'll be a bit a ways away horizontally, so they won't yeah, be, yeah, you know, yeah, within yeah. five feet next to you. But yeah, like imagine they are uh, uh, atop a train, but uh, it's just a round body of a uh, Alaskan giant bowl worm. worm. Okay. Exactly. Uh, this ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, wanna, I, think, I think Valley Jack is hopping onto that. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop on the worm. I'll be Crumb too. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> hop on the worm. Um, it technically still my turn. I'm going to action search. Yeah, yeah. Let's say like let's say you all leap yeah. on Valley Jack and Crumb. Both are just like, oh shit! I need to stay stay nearby as uh, Cassie and Whiskey Waltz have nowhere to go. Um, the stagecoach itself kind of like bottoms out and just kind of sits uh, unmoving on the on the worm and you're all sort of now uh, still moving very quick but able to move you know front and back on the surface uh, rather carefully and Crumb you're uh, towards the back here as Crumb 2 kind of slows down to give you an angle to jump on uh, but yeah you're pretty close and uh, just at the rear of the stagecoach okay so uh, I'll action surge uh with my bonus action, I'm going to Hexblade Curse uh, Man from Yellowstone. Perfect, yeah. And then I'm going to take a shot with my pistol at him. Hey, that is a 26. Uh, miss, just kidding. 
Uh, that'll be nine piercing from... Well, and that's just the physical damage? Yeah. Uh, Crumb, you are in the back. Get an angle on Yellowstone. Uh, the lair actions are done for as you are above the, uh, floor of Kobold Gulch at the moment. We are gonna go up to Valley Jack... Uh, Valley Jack, I'll just say that you see as now that the stagecoach is like not actively moving, um, you see two of the bandits kind of pour out of the doors on either side and kind of enter the fray and are no longer inside. Um, And you are still very near to any of them. Again, not really worried about movement. You're all a turn away from each other. Um, I'm going to turn to a man from Yellowstone and be like, is this thing one of the threat Squid City kid was talking about? Uh, which which threat were you referring to again? Squid City kid was talking to Ella about the threats that you guys are protecting Violet uh, Violet we, Creek from. We protect Violet Creek from the likes of you, folks that want to step in and, and, and oh, kill like- people and show what's doing. And oh. various natural threats like this, sure. <laughs> Did you know this was here? Hell no! What the fuck is happening right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then you're not helping. Uh, I'm just. Hell, gonna, I'm not helping uh, you at all. Way in the back, you hear. <laughs> here comes. Is is a worm a bug? <laughs> yeah. Um, is this your dad? <laughs> no, I know That's... my dad. <laughs> That's a 14 on the first attack. That's going to miss. There we go. That's a 27. What's up? That'll uh, hit. What do we got here? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, great weapon master coming in, uh, or great weapon fighter coming in clutch. That is 22 damage. Um, that hit. Wow. 6-5-6 on my D6s. Even resistant to damage, the man from Yellowstone takes a staggering blow. Um, You're getting in his head and just being like, he doesn't know what's happening. He just uh, hops down off the side of the stagecoach to swing at you. You catch him first. Am I still sitting next to him? So can I... (laughs) get a little swing at him as he's leaving the stagecoach if he's going yeah after. you're virtually all sort of there i will i'm not going to give you an opportunity to okay, attack okay. but basically just yeah he, he's he's truly caught in the middle i mean everyone's within five feet of him at this point uh or at least crumb isn't but has ranged attacks but yeah he's just like trying to get down trying to get you off of him and taking this just massive blow from a rail <laughs> from uh, valley jack here I'm gonna take my take the adrenaline it of jumping onto this purple worm and hitting him, uh, and second wind a little bit, charge myself back up to full health. Beautiful, nice. Valley Jack's really uh, Cassie, railing that's this you. guy. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, was it your, your turn? Uh, my turn. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> does Cassie? Uh, before we get anything, do I have any sense of what kind of creature this is? Can I make some sort of roll to see if I know what the hell it is? And I think you've heard heard legend of uh, I heard the great purple worms okay. of uh, of the deserts, but you could 
you know, perhaps find out a bit more if you're super curious. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm curious in that I want to know if I suspect it is hostile toward us or if we're just like nothing to it. Yeah, yeah. Notice us. Yeah. Give me a give me a insight or animal handling hey. or just nature, whatever you like. Take animal handling. And does a 25 good? Ah! Uh, no, that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> purple worms have a DC of 30 for just yeah. knowing their vibes <laughs> and personalities. Uh, they're really it's a reserved worm. So how do you, how do you figure <laughs> out what a worm knows, you know? Uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, uh, especially just picking up on, you know, your horse kind of sense like, hey, something's weird about mm-hmm. what's underneath me here. Um you're, you're putting two and two together and thinking like, okay, we were causing some real ruckus and enough that the kobolds of kobold goats were just like, fuck this, I'm not taking a stray bullet. Um, but you must have disturbed one of these worms and you know, from the surface that you're standing on, it's, it's a purple worm, mm-hmm. but the surface is just like dusty beige because of the just like caked on dirt mm-hmm. this thing has not really surfaced in a long time okay. and some you guys were just like stomping around and this thing basically came up to be like what the hell's going on but you're so big it's so big mm-hmm. that it's not necessarily gonna like even tell it's just like something was something woke me up and it seems like it's just kind of a, on a on a path of destruction up front, but you're pretty far. From All right, the, good. We're we're beginning. fine on the back. It's not going to attack us. I don't need to attack it or anything <laughs> like that. That's all I needed to to verify. Um, also, it's cute, and I give it a little pet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that probably helps. Yeah. All right then. Um, well, everybody's up on this fucking guy already anyway so there's not a and you got the two uh the two bandits are now kind of on either side as well these two bandits still have their rifles oh you bandits you would still be over there um but i'm just not too worried about the bandits i'm gonna be honest with you um so we're gonna take it real nice and easy and um just caught cast Ah, fuck it. We'll just produce flame. I was going to give him frostbite, <laughs> but I want to know if he's also uh, immune to fire damage or resistant to fire damage, I guess. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be aiming at uh, the uh, the man from Yellowstone uh, with a produce flame. What you got? Easy peasy. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Take it, baby. And then... Uh, take only six fire damage uh but you know could be worse you know he's not resistant but he had enough to survive that mm-hmm. um yeah it's just getting hit from three angles four angles now um but she's cack she's starting to fireballs like in each hand like two little fire things she's just yeah. fucking cack like throwing them at him <laughs> Uh, he's he's you know he's had this sort of arrogance he's had mm-hmm. this toughness because you know that if he if he crashed the stagecoach he'd probably pop up fine but uh, you know uh, at this point he's realizing like he's facing some real opposition and he's uh, looking very hurt right now definitely not a good spot um, to be in to be outnumbered on the back <laughs> of a giant worm having taken heavy damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's real bad um that is, uh, is that Cassie? That's your turn? Uh, yeah, I don't think it uh, really warrants more than that, that our situation. Okay. Squid City Kid is long gone. Oh, Cassie uh, does say, wait, I forgot one thing on my turn. I turned to Chroma. Did you grab the scorpion? 
before you jumped? Of course. Oh, thank God. <laughs> he like, pull, takes off his hat and the scorpion's underneath. <laughs> his hat. Under his hat. That's awesome. He loves it. Uh, <laughs> the man from Yellowstone is uh, no longer worried about the stagecoach. Uh, he's pissed. Everyone's been hitting him. He's going to take a couple swings to just try to like basically fend off the uh, uh, encroaching pressure from all sides here. He's going to take a swing at Whiskey Waltz for 16. I think your AC is far exceeds that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this dude is reckless attacking and still just whiffing. Look, someone put an end to this guy. Uh, Whiskey, <laughs> Whiskey, you're up. Okay. Uh, he's reckless. Yeah, hmm. so I get advantage on these. Yeah, so. now that he's he is uh, he is no longer on a vehicle. He gave it his all. He took wild swings. One at Valley Jack. One at you. You were able to just sort of like slide drunkenly to the right in the yeah. front of the stagecoach. Here, uh, you see him swing. Uh, his battle axe gets lodged into the <laughs> uh, front of the stagecoach, and as he takes a couple jolted uh, pulls to try to pull it out. You realize he's exposed. He's uh, exhausted. What do you do? I say I, I pull up my fists and knowing that he's like resistant to my damage and I'm just like, all right, float like root beer, sting like tequila. And I hit him in the side <laughs> with my fists. That's a 16 to hit. It'll hit. That's 10 damaged. And damage to the side. Uh, whiskey. Unfortunately, he is resistant to your bludgeoning strikes. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, uh, he has 10 damage to five, and he had five HP <laughs> less. Good. And oh, to die by a punch to the ribs <laughs> is unfortunate, but uh, finish him off. Yep. I swing that that fist comes in it hits a rib and it just you it's like a more like mortal combat x-ray mm-hmm. you know and like cracks the rib <laughs> the rib splinters up into his lung and just you hear this like come out of his lung and just pops it and you and and he uh falls over to one knee and then just face plants on the ground or on the worm i should mm-hmm. say uh spits up a little bit of blood washes away the dirt to reveal the purple hide of this massive worm. And uh, the man from Yellowstone is no more. Good. Uh, the other out bandits are, are are clear, are close to me? They are very close. You have plenty of movement <laughs> to uh, okay. Good. get to them. They have uh, panic <laughs> on their face. This is all I could describe them as. Um, I just... I. I I point to him and I and I and I just say, "You want this?" And then I'm gonna hold hold the rest of my action. Is this guy drunk? As they, uh, I take a, I guess so my object interaction. I do want to take out my <laughs> flask and just <laughs> one fist is held in a punch and the other yeah. one is drinking. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's what I'm um, gonna do. They are going to uh, realize how absolutely screwed they are. And uh, one of them kind of like sits down and tries to slide off the worm and the other one takes like a unstable jump. And as he leaps, you hear the Wilhelm scream (laughs) as he disappears into the (laughs) dust on the side. And, uh, you know, with nothing really holding it in place with two wheels gone and two wheels still attached, the stagecoach just sort of on unstable terrain here begins to wobble and uh, 
come apart a little bit enough for it to sort of basically collapse. Crumb, you just kind of s- step aside as it falls off uh, the worm, and uh, the Fanta- not the well, the this the TBD four, the Crumb two. Oh yeah, the Crumb two. That was our, <laughs> our other name. TBD four slash the Crumb two. Uh, look forward as the great purple worm begins to descend back into the earth. And as it uh, flattens out, you realize Kobold Gulch is opening up wide and you step lightly back down onto the dry sand as the worm descends into the earth. Ella rides up with all of your horses in tow. You hop uh, uh, on your horses, ride off into the sunset and uh, crest a hill after a short ride. You see a little town in a valley below called Violet Creek. There's the general store, saloon, sheriff's office, a hotel, and at the far end of Main Street, a little church with a bell tower and the sun setting behind it. And that is where we will end our session for today. Good. (laughs) Real quick before we leave, as we're done and it seems like combat isn't here just to mess with them, I cast, um, uh, uh, oh my God, what's the fucking opposite of enlarge, uh, reduce, 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 reduce onto <laughs> Valley Jack, uh, just to mess with them. <laughs> just like stepping oh, off yeah. of the worm being uh-huh. like, getting my sea legs again, just like, everybody's like head there. height to you. Like that you're normally looking <laughs> yeah. over them. <laughs> I, I go, yeah. I go up to whiskey just being like, You've you've got two already. We've all got a lot to to catch up to. And I'm just like looking at you at eye level and being like, <laughs> yeah. what is like, wow, you are the hero of this tale. <laughs> I really get that big. Holy. Uh, my I had big a speech small? prepared and now it's not working. Now, Valley Jack, you got to I don't know where you come from. You're pretty big. Usually. I don't know what happened right now, but. Imagine the size of the tequila bottle that that purple worm would be at the bottom of. Imagine how big that might be. <laughs> Later on, some some random citizen sees like your five horses and silhouettes on the hill beyond, and they're like, "Wow, four normal sized people and a little guy it must not be anything important." <laughs> cool. Um, oh yeah. Good. So the 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 camera pans out from the story, and we're back in this the Western Tall Tale Tavern as this cowboy it takes a sip of his dark liquor as he uh, pauses in his story, and uh, this uh, we will take the pause here and um, uh, and see where this adventure goes in a couple weeks is when when the the next episode will be out. But thanks to all players this week. Uh, Bones for being the DM. Thank you so much. Chaz, Swain, and Scott. Um, And uh, uh, all of your socials can be found in the description. If you want to see the video of this episode and you're listening on the podcast, it is up on YouTube. Um, follow us on Tall Tale Tavern Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Business mm-hmm. email emails talltaletavernpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Tyler Adelsberger for our intro music. Thank you to Zazar for our artwork. And with that, we will see you next time on the Tall Tale Tavern. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!